Are you hosting this one? I was just about to ask you that question. <laughs> I think last one was, yeah, last one was 341. This one's 342. 342? Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think you're right. 342. But, yeah. but there's nothing wrong with checking. There's you nothing... guys mentioned the trick of, like, the rock, right? In a previous episode or something. I think a few episodes back you guys talked about all the little tricks to remember whose turn it is. Or Oh, I don't no? know. No, I don't remember the that. Rock. Maybe not. Okay. Yeah, there's a tip where you have, like, a rock and, oh, I'm one side and you're the other side and then you just flip it. No? Nope, no, that's not novel? us. No. Did I make show. this up in my mind? Oh, wow. I think wow. you had a dream yeah. about it. That's neat. Maybe I had a dream about it. I thought you were talking about Dwayne the Rock Johnson and stuff. Okay. <laughs> that's right. We flipped Every Dwayne. other movie. So <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I'm that one with the big monsters and you're Jumanji. Oh. Now it's back to me. I'm the building. Yeah. And then it's you. Pain and gain. It's, yeah, that's right. It's pain and gain. Okay. So 342. Sounds good. Uh, we're going to start. This is how we start. Everybody. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. And we have a guest today. Uh, you're here. Hi, my <laughs> name is James. There you go. It's easy. I'm on here. Well, it's easy. Yeah, you thought it would be a difficult name. Yeah, Wrong. you Wrong I can remember you that. Are. I can remember that. Why, why do we have a guest, Dave? What's going on? Well, James, let's. Well, J- I, this is the reason we're having a guest because a gajillion years ago. Yeah. Back <laughs> when, when we were young. When we were young. You had that really sassy mustache. For sure. And you had that car that you called yeah, Bandit. Yeah. It wasn't just a mustache. <laughs> It was sort of, I had a whole thing. I had that whole elaborate thing where I had to shave carefully around the corner and yeah. then it was a labyrinth over that way. Beard, yeah, it was a labyrinth it. beard. Exactly yeah. right. That's Jennifer what I like Connelly to call it. was stuck in it for a while with some Muppets. It was for <laughs> contemplation. For people who, you know, needed to think about something. They could come, they could trace their fingers through my, along my face. Yeah. And you just little, carefully uh, think about. Said, please touch my face. Please touch my face. <laughs> uh, and now we can only get lost in your eyes. Aw, <laughs> thanks. Uh, James came to see our very first live show. Right. At the uh, Van Caf, yeah, uh, Vancouver and, Comics Arts, and uh, so spectacular, and exactly, she, that's she like totally what it stands for. She wasted her entire 16th birthday, <laughs> which she could have been, you know, celebrating yeah. with. I don't know yeah, how yeah. people celebrate 16 candles. Uh, oh, I've never God, seen the movie, no. but apparently, definitely not. You have to celebrate, <laughs> not in that style. By uh, yeah. getting, a, I, you know what? Yeah. I think Anthony Michael Hall is probably yeah. in the area somewhere shooting something. Is that the one I've seen? Does he drive a car in that movie, like an expensive car? <laughs> yeah, it's the movie where he drives a car. But an expensive car. <laughs> no, no, an expensive car. The one where he wears like a, a Rolls, like a Rolls Royce. As he's not driving the car with a drunk girl and like taking pictures. Oh my god, there are yeah. some issues with every one of those movies. That is the one, isn't it? Isn't that, that is the one. Is that right? Sixteen is Candles or is that I'm pretty, pretty sure it's Sixteen? Candles. I think that's Sixteen yeah. Candles. And then yeah, there's it would be. You're right. And then there's a the yeah. Japanese guy who's being playing yeah. a Chinese yeah, guy. Yeah, that was a Long Duck yeah. Dong or some such, yeah. which again does not age very well. Once again, yeah. Yeah, no. Well, you know, you can tell. You can tell John Hughes wrote for National Lampoon. You really can. Yeah. You really, really can. can. So you've come back uh, many years later. Now, now yeah. that, that was your first time to uh, the Canadas. Yes. Because Actually, you're, upper and lower you're Canada. an Americaner. Yes. Yes, an okay. Americaner. <laughs> right. Exactly. So where were, you, where were you from then and where are you at now? Let's see. So where was I from then as far as like locationally? Oh, hey, you know what? Whatever way you <laughs> want to lay it down. Let's see. You know what? Let's get lost in the in the beard that is uh, this story. <laughs> that actually reminds me recently I got a haircut and the and the and the barber was asking me, "Do you want to keep the 
the what are these called sideburns sideburns and i i had to think about it for a long time and i was like i've never been asked that question but it was very exciting to actually have the opportunity to have hair there and be like oh you know what let me actually think about thanks this. to this show i found yeah. out where sideburns yeah. come from from a was, really disgusting drink oh that was a terrible the burnside was a terrible <laughs> drink yeah but it was a fellow named was it that fellow named burnside yes he was named burnside yeah yeah he and he a... had the, he had that hairstyle and so they named it after him did oh you hear that show where dave had to drink Oh, I don't know if I have. There, okay. yeah. You would know it, yes. Yeah. So and and so yeah, we got into the history of that drink, which also gave us the history of oh, sideburns. Yeah, that's then, on the podcast. Uh, the, yeah. the gentleman of elegant leisure. That's right. Exactly. That's where I got in a fight with six sailors. <laughs> to, to, I just was not. I was in no shape to. While we're on the sideburn topic, yeah. to sail a boat. What is the longest your sideburns have ever become, David? Uh down. To my to my cheek like you my went like, cheek like or a chin chin bone we call it jawbone oh. yeah would that jawbone. be mutton chops they were yeah they were they weren't really big because I really can't grow couldn't really grow a lot of hair then but I had like hair down to my shoulders right so it so it sense. all kind of went in one <laughs> you didn't hairy have the full Wolverine <laughs> I did not Wolverine it but I did have a goatee as well. Oh. Wow. Yeah, I've done goatee a couple of times. But I've, <laughs> I've, oh wow! I've only gone like <laughs> I've gone a little longer. past the ears, but I've never done mutton chops. Except, yeah. of course, when you shave your beard, then you have to Wolverine it. Okay. You go look at I'm Wolverine, and then and you show everybody, mm. and then you work your way down to Hitler, and then quickly shave, and then, <laughs> and then pray to pray to God that there's not a fire yeah. during that brief period of time where you're Hitler, and then you have to like leave because you really got to just like stay in shape. I've never grown a full beard. Like when I grew the goatee, it had some some sparse patches. And it sort of dissuaded me from trying, trying, I might be able to do it now mm-hmm. that I'm older and, and, and hairier in unpleasant ways. Right. Um, I'm really hoping for photographic evidence of all of these looks. Oh, there oh, is. There's, there's, there is. There's a, I got a comic book where I've, yeah. uh, I, I'm on the cover and I have many of these looks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 Um, wow. If you could, okay, if you could grow, okay, so you can grow sideburns. How long would you want your sideburns to go? Oh, this is the thing. I trimmed them off. I you was like, like no let dice. me not, let me not tempt this. <laughs> would you want to go like the Star Trek ever and do the pointy uh, sideburns, the old those, space ones? Those are pretty cool, actually. I mm-hmm. do like those. I, I think did those have to do that because I did a Star Trek yeah. show once, so I sh- I shaved them into the the points for oh really the times that I've done the Star oh. Trek. Show. Oh, and did you get uh, comments from people? Or did, uh, they or would no say, hey, it's like Star Trek. And I go, yeah, I'm in a Star Trek show. <laughs> was it what they'd say, oh, really? This all would make sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like a running ad for the mm, thing. Mm. But it was a fairly popular show, so people knew. Oh, I remember you being recognized from it. Like us walking around and people would be like, hey, are you in Star Trek? I'd be like, my friend's famous. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray. Okay, back to you. Did it get us a good table? <laughs> no. Ah. Oh. Shucks. At where? I, yeah. At where Burger King? What <laughs> were we eating me, that we needed a good Let me table put a table out for you, sir. Just moves it out to the sidewalk. Pretty much. Actually, <laughs> Around the actually, corner. Sorry. sorry. I actually really luck. So I work as a study group facilitator at my school. I go to Seattle University. Okay. And study group is a thing where you lead a session once a week for like an hour and a half and talk about, for me, math, because I'm a math major. I love math. Talk to my students about math and help them work through problems and during the quarter, I just, I love running into my students and they say hi and they wave. And one day I was with my friend in the, what is it called? S- when you have a smoothie. Sailboat. A sailboat, exactly. <laughs> the sailboat line. And we were picking all our different flavors. <laughs> you know, we wanted the teal paint coat and like, you know, some other decals. <laughs> gotcha. But, and we get there and it's one of my students and she's just like, oh, it's fine. You help me with math. 
you guys are good. Yeah, so that's nice. pretty nice. Yeah. Oh, that is nice. I pretty get some cool. perks for my job. <laughs> so, all right, now we've cracked the code that you're in yeah. Seattle currently. Yes. Very good. Excellent. Yes. And from Dave's haircut, it sounds like he was in Seattle in the 90s. <laughs> that's right. That I was comment. ahead of that. I was ahead of that. I'm just peppering my, in clues. <laughs> I was, this is a weird thing. I was inspired to grow my hair long and a goatee because I saw the, <laughs> I saw the band. What were their name? Their name uh, was... Longy no, and the Goatees. Their name was... They were a Christian ro- hard rock band, Striper. Oh, my God. Okay. I saw them on Much okay. Music. They were doing an interview with them, and I was, uh-huh. they had long hair and they had goatees, and I was like, that's a good look. I like that look a lot. I'm going to grow my hair that way. So I started growing my hair out, and I grew a goatee. Yeah. And it was funny, because we were watching them, and they were, like, trying to, like... I think they were trying to trying to get out of being a Christian rock band, and so they were, they were like, kind of like, oh, poo. You guys are Christians, aren't you? Oh, don't even mention that. Oh, <laughs> such a... My friend said, what they're calling their album, Light Under a Bushel? That was a, that's a David M. joke, everyone. Uh, and uh, so, but I just liked the way they look, so I grew my hair that way. So I had really long hair, and I had this goatee, and then I got cancer, and it all fell out. Ooh. And then a couple years later, it was grunge time, and everyone's growing their hair long and having goatees, and I'm like, what? I missed this by... It's too late. But I, it was so much work growing your hair out. Yeah, I'm surprised you had the patience for it. I tried growing my hair out a little while back. I was like, oh, you know, long hair is kind of like a trend. And I could not, like, the second it got, like, to the ears, like, as far as the top part, because for those of you listening, my hair is shaved on the sides, long on top. They can hear that. Oh, they they can can hear that. (laughs) You know, it's in my voice. It carries, you know, the tone. The top of my hair got to about length of my ears, and I could not take it anymore. I was like, it has to all be cut off. I can't do it. Yeah, there's times yeah. that I just go, I just don't have the time in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> just get as short as possible. Yeah. Let's just get out and, yeah. I have so many underwater pictures of my hair just halved right down the middle, <laughs> like a little part. You know, it's just the perfect look, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, these creeps with cameras underwater taking pictures of you. What's that about? My hair's really like thick. At all. I think you have thick hair, too. I have yeah. a fairly thick hair, yeah. Yeah, but your hair looked nice when you grew it out. Mine didn't look quite as nice it as It looked nice did. for a while, and then it stopped. <laughs> and then it was a mistake. Yeah. It looked nice up until the point where you got married, and then it started to go south, I think. Yeah, it's right. a nice picture of me watching you get married, and I look delightful. Mm-hmm. I look at that, and I go, that is a delightful picture. I'm yeah. watching my friend. Yeah. He's in love. Uh, things are great. I'm getting some free food. I hope I get a ride home. I don't know how to get home from here. Uh, and my hair is long and flowing and beautiful. And yeah, yeah. It just goes, boo, after that. Yeah. 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 That's how it goes. Then the next shot you see of me with that hair is at the airport, starving. <laughs> I know how hungry I am in this one picture. It still looks pretty good, but it's like, yeah. oh, I'm so hungry. So hungry at that airport. No money. Okay. So when you were 16, though, were you in uh, Washington? Yes. Okay, very good. I was in Seattle. You I came was... Up. Yeah. I remember when you came up because the, the bridge had been driven into by a Canadian truck driver in Mount Vernon, and he had knocked a bridge down. And so when you came up, you had to take a detour. Oh, yeah. Through uh, along... The pleasantly named Chuckanut Drive <laughs> had to go around, so you had to take the sort of detour route around the I five, and then I guess yeah. loop back onto it, and then come and then head up, up head yeah. up this way. I am really enjoying the street names, by the way. I drove past one a couple times today called Sexsmith. I wasn't entirely sure. Oh, nice! Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's a man who builds sex. <laughs> that was his job. I was going to say it's another yeah. Christian band. <laughs> Sexsmith. That's what they changed their name to. <laughs> that seems... To appeal to the young audiences. Yeah. You know? I was thinking, yeah. like, all these crazy street names we have here, like, Eighth, 
seventh. Seventh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we do, but we have like Broadway, we have thematic Maine. names. But we have thematic names. <laughs> yes, we do. So if you drive, like in this area, they're all named after provinces. So if you go down the street, there's Ontario, Manitoba, Quebec Street, Columbia. Columbia. If you go down a little farther, then it becomes tree names. Then you have Arbutus, Vine, yeah. Balsam, Ash, yeah. Fir, then Pine. The seven deadly sins. The seven de- and then the dwarfs. Then it's the battles. <laughs> then there's the battle area, which right. then you have Trafalgar, yeah. Waterloo, and stuff like that. Yeah. So there's, yeah. A, it's all Blenheim. There's all these little. Uh, I guess because when they're naming them, like, what should we name them? We have to name these streets. I grew up in an area that was called Royal Oak. It's a very fancy subdivision. And all the streets were named after uh, districts of, of England. So I lived on Warwick oh. Road. There was Staffordshire Drive. I can't remember the other oh. ones. But then down the hill from us was Beverly Hills. And they had Monroe Drive and oh. Barrymore Drive. Oh, oh Garfield. That's so classy. Cool. Yeah, like we had uh, down the street from us was 120th Street. Yeah. And the other name <laughs> for it was Scott Road. Scott Road, yeah. Which is great. Because everyone goes, just come and see me at Scott Road and 80th. And they're like, oh, I understand. Yeah. Except there's nothing that said Scott Road with the street. It was just what we knew it as Scott yeah, Road. Yeah, so people would just be like, oh, I'm looking for Scott Road for a million goddamn years. <laughs> and no one would see, no one would know it. And we're just like, you know, Scott Road. What's Scott Road? Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'd uh, make uh, outsiders very angry. <laughs> now, here's the other uh, street th- story I've got. Is uh, We were in London, uh, England. Good fun. Uh, and uh, we, we took a break. Like, directly going from London, England, we, we were going to the Canadian Comedy Awards, me and my wife, to London, Ontario, yeah. ah. which names all their streets the same things as London, England, as like a bit of a laugh. So okay. it was just so jarring because we had spent like quite a, a good deal of time there. Yeah. And then coming and going like, oh, yeah, it's all the same instructions to get to where we're going with the same street name. It was just like Earth 2, yeah. but it was like the hillbilly version of where <laughs> we were. It was very, very bizarre. Yeah, I'm sure London, Ontario is quite a bit different than London, You were England. correct about that. <laughs> thank you. Yes, for, sir. Thank you for affirming oh, my, my, my stars. Guess. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, now you say oh, you work dear. in math. And I don't, mm-hmm. I, I just need to do this really quick. Seven times eight. I already have the answer. Uh, I already have the answer. Seven times eight. 49 plus seven, so 56. Okay, there we go. We got there eventually. Very good. But mm, I don't know if this story <laughs> holds water. I, <laughs> this is what happens when you don't do third grade. Fair enough. <laughs> I, uh, I, somewhere, somewhere in my life, I memorize my, my times tables. I'm very good at that. The rest of it, not so good at. I have a hard time comprehending math. Yeah. As a, it's as a abstract concept, like, yeah. or even as a concrete concept, I have trouble. Like it just doesn't penetrate my my consciousness, or for whatever reason. Like you were trying yeah. to explain differential equations to me, and you might as well been speaking another language. In fact, you were speaking another language. It's a language of differential equations. And yet, when you went to university, you studied different languages. So it seems like you would be it able to understand like, that. But I, so it seems because, like this would be easy oh, if logic uh, because follows logic. I'm a person that likes language, not Indeed. math. But you're saying it's like speaking another language. So it would uh, be easy for you because you like speaking another language. It's like speaking a language I don't like. Logic. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Have you returned to Canada since you were 16? No. My God. Yeah. Okay. I wow. know. So close and yet right. so but far. I think it's the same thing that you would say to me when I complain that no one comes to Aldergrove to visit me, which is you say, but then I'm leaving Vancouver to visit Aldergrove. Right. And a person from America would say, but then I'm leaving America to visit Canada. Ooh, I don't know. I was pretty excited to leave that United States threshold, you know, just escape <laughs> yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, like who's know? running Aldergrove Ooh, right now? What uh, what madman is there? Oh, we have madmen running Aldergrove. Mm-hmm. A lot of greedy, greedy guts taking over the store. You know, sorry, again, we don't have to get into politics, but 
just today, the insulting coat. Are you familiar the insulting with insulting coat? You're not familiar with the insulting I'm coat. Not. Are you familiar with the no. insulting coat? Here's no. here's here's okay. Are you gonna tell us? I'm gonna tell you this. Please Thank tell you. me. Un- here's the first swear. Yeah. Fucking believable. Great. Okay. Now I have to edit that out. <laughs> Sounds great. All right. So okay. So there's uh, uh, horror and awfulness and and whatnot at the border. Okay. So Melania Trump goes to visit oh. the kids today. Are you familiar with this yes. now? Yes. Yes. So Wait, she, so she goes to visit the, the kids at the yeah. Mexican like the Mexican border. Separated yeah. from their parents. Yeah. Yeah. There okay. we go. So she's wearing a coat. Mm-hmm. Of many colors. No, no. No, no, no. Oh. Just two colors. Yeah. You're not going to believe this. Sincerely, you will not believe this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Okay. You know what? I just want to go because you know. <laughs> what do you think I'm going to say about this coat? Because you're going to be wrong. It's worse. What do you think the coat the deal is with the coat that I could that, that that would be. What's the wrong thing to have? It's not even specifically wrong. It's just as a human being, what would be the worst thing on on the coat? About the coat, anything about the coat. Living animal. It's a, alive still. It's a mink, but it's screaming. <laughs> I just that this, would be bad, but it's not that. I just have this weird idea that it was like a gold star pattern. Oh, I see what you're saying. That would be offensive yeah. in a subjective way. <laughs> yeah, but this is you're like being a, too bro- subtle. I mean, too subtle. <laughs> you're being way too subtle. <laughs> okay. Was it? Was only two colors though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I'll, I'll give you this. Okay. It was a coat with words on the back. Yes. Huh? Oh, well, just tell me. I, I you want me to really want me to guess? Because I, I don't care. Do you? That was it's... written on yeah. the back of the coat. Really? Do you with like a letter U? I, I don't care. Do you? Do you? Question mark. Huh? That was written on the coat so as she was going to visit the children who were separated from their families. I don't care. Is what the coat said. Yeah. Do you? Weird. That's what the coat said. Well, Isn't that what you just... Okay, but what the inner defense... <laughs> oh, this one. Inner okay. defense. Yes, sir. Is that she probably doesn't understand the context of the... You know, it is, yes, she, she is ESL, right? Like, so nope, her, here's what it was. Um, uh, because it got explained. Who got explained? Ooh, the coat got explained. Part. To her? The coke. Oh, okay. First of all, her publicist. Yeah. Uh, and 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 her husband. Yeah. Explained the coat. Oh, okay. Here's what oh. the coat is. Please, please explain. The coat was uh, to the fake media because they're going to be covering this. It's going to be fake, so we don't care what the media says. Do you care what the media says? So that was what it was for. It was directed at the media. So the news is fake. So she's wearing yeah. a coat saying the news is fake. I don't care. Do you? Because the news is fake. First of all, that doesn't make a fucking look. look. No, because if they're reporting this coat, by the way, is the coat a fake thing? The the coat's from a year ago, and it was a fat. It was a coat that was in fashion. It was just something that was written on the coat at the time. Yeah, and it's just you know this apathetic. You know, hey, my coat says I don't give a fuck. That's cool. Hey, woo. (laughs) Okay, right. So, but she decided to wear this coat. She saw the coat. Yeah, her her dresser put the coat on. Yeah, her husband tweeted about the coat. This is not an accidental fucking coat. She didn't just grab one out of the closet and went, Oh, damn, it says fuck you on the back. That was a mistake to wear to church. Yeah. No dice. This was this was intentional. Yeah. What the hell? But anyway, so that was the deal with the coat today. Wow. wow. Interesting. Yep. Anyway, uh, my wife, P, has done an editorial cartoon about it. Oh. So, so yeah, it's pretty good. We uh, jammed on that together. Because we both were just uh, screaming to ourselves over that. which was just, what the fuck? <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's not it's it's not the best thing in the world. Anyway, welcome. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. Let's just ask uh, this as a person who's living there now. How are you doing? Are you okay? How's it oh, going? God, it is. Uh, I'm so sorry. It is a lot to keep going every day in the U.S. Yeah. You know, to... What's the day to day like? Is it you just keep doing what you do and and just every so often you remember and go yuck? <laughs> yeah, that's actually probably like you just kind of drift along. 
And then, see, I just, I have stopped looking at the news because I know how in a cycle I get with the news at a certain point. I just keep reading these stories and I'm like, oh God, we're in the apocalypse. Like, what is happening? And so I just shut them off. But then, you know, I'll be numb day to day and then somebody will mention a story. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God. <sighs> yeah, yeah, we've got the arm's length distance <laughs> here, you know, yeah. uh, that's still a blah, blah, blah. What it, what it yeah. feels like, and again, this is my projection, and I've not had cancer uh, before, yeah. uh, but it feels like like you've got a disease, yeah. and you forget about the disease every so often, and then mm. once in a while the disease will flare up or something will happen. The disease know. is Tourette's. Yeah. The, what the, what? I said the disease is Tourette's. Okay. That's the disease yeah. that America's suffering yeah. from right now. It's, oh. Someone is... You but know, is Tourette's fatal be, potentially? That's the thing. No. It's, 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 it seems to involve a lot of blurting. Of, uh, it's a lot of blurting. Yeah, it's... Oh boy. Well, and here the disease actively like hates and like treats people poorly. You know, normal diseases, yeah, it only affects Tourette's, you know, yeah, if you've got, me. Yeah, if you've got yeah. Tourette's, you don't say things necessarily that you believe. No, that's yeah. true. It just comes out that like, he really does believe there's that. No, actually, there's no disease that makes you say things that you... Terrible things. There's no... Unless, Maybe Tourette's does just randomly uh, pick things from. Free. It, it often will take the worst thing that you can think of. Yeah, it's and often force that, you to, and force you to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you say, he's not being forced to say it. He's not. He is intentionally mm -hmm. saying the worst mm -hmm. thing he can think of. Okay. Yeah. In order to mind fuck you. <laughs> he, and sometimes literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really one cool giant. Dude. I said that a year ago, but I'll keep saying it. It's just a big giant. It's like a big giant mind fuck yeah. that is just constantly. Keeps you off balance. It's gotcha, a, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. It's one of your greatest hits, yeah. Now it's gotten into coats. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you make coats hateful. How did you make coats hateful? That's amazing. Yes, no, I just, yeah. I, yeah, I wanted to ask, like, yeah, someone who's, like, there and going yeah. through that and dealing with that and, yeah. you know, well, you have our, yeah. you have our sympathy, you have, you have our love, you have our support. Uh, <laughs> uh, we we planned you. with different friends of ours yeah. escape routes, should it come down to it. We have literally done that with friends of ours who are in the States and just like, listen, if you need yeah. something, da, da, we got a thing and then yeah. it should comes down to it. Yeah. They're like, how, yeah. how could you? And like, well, yeah, but like, it's not going to get that, but... Eh, yeah. On the Oregon yeah. coast, there's a canoe. <laughs> Find the right one. And yeah, you will the be third rewarded. one is the right one. The first two are traps. <laughs> they are. They are traps. That's right. Yeah, I think probably one of the hardest things is not even necessarily like people wearing clothes or like saying something offensive, but when I see like groups of people like marching in the streets with like the lights. In, in, in incendiary what the is it called torches? the fire yeah the tiki torches yeah. and yelling all this hate and then seeing like polices like killing people for just very mundane everyday things and, yeah and, and those things for me aren't necessarily startling in that they're new but in that these are things that i feel like we've seen a lot in our history in our past especially in the u.s oh. Um, I mean, around the world, but especially in U.S. history that we don't often acknowledge in our classrooms. And it's, it's crazy to see these images everywhere and to know that they've been around. It's just, I feel like for a while we weren't talking about them or ignoring them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think it, this is my kind of perspective. Again, I, 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 I love Americans. There's so many Americans. I'm American-American. <laughs> I love but One of my best friends is American. Right there. Um <laughs> Feels like there's this this thing in 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 the, in the states. This is from an outsider perspective. Yeah. Like I grew up on uh, Schoolhouse Rock, 
And oh, so, I love and, Schoolhouse Rock. Right. And so all the history that you got in Schoolhouse yeah. Rock was, this is what happened. And we were the good guys. Yeah. Yay <laughs> of us. course. Yeah. And, if, and of course you want to you do that, right? That's natural. But the problem is when you when you The play, Romans did that too. Yeah. But when you play, yeah. How'd that work out? Uh, <laughs> when, when, when you play it all that we're the heroes at the yeah. end of every one you of the... You were around for quite a while. That's true. They did. Yeah. Where are they now? Yeah. Uh, though their food, <laughs> quite nice. Who, who can Roman? deny it? Roman, Roman food? food? Delicious. What, what, give me an example of Roman food. Uh, like a red sauce? I don't think so. Oh, tomatoes, they didn't have tomatoes then. Uh, Roman food. Christians. The lion. Delicious. <laughs> there go. delicious very, very good food there. Yeah. A delicious Christian. Yeah. Nice. Part of their, their, <laughs> their menu. Yeah. And then one day the lion's the, going. Put the fried Christian, I think, please. I think I ate an atheist. I don't feel yeah, right. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel right. Blah. This is not. Oh, like oh, ashes. No. Oh, no. That doesn't feel right. <laughs> I am orthodox, so good. Um, <laughs> but because the history has to like end with, and that's yeah. how we spin it to where we're the good guys. Yeah. yeah. That when you later try to present things of like maybe you weren't the good guys, it doesn't it doesn't work, and it's jarring and it's off putting. And I think it's like it's it would be so important to like show some history that's like no, and this yeah. was mistakes. So we because why would you why would you avoid making mistakes again if you hadn't made mistakes? You were the good guys every step of the way. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hearing like, you know, Trumpety Trump talking about things like World War II and, you know, and, and such and going like, you know, and you, Canada, you helped us along with World War II and we appreciated that. It's like, we helped you. <laughs> like, who was there for every time? Like, okay, fine. Yeah, no, appreciate it. But it's just, yeah. of course you think, he probably thinks that, that yeah. that was the thing. And then again, yeah. everyone, the happy ending, hooray, and we're good. Yeah. How do you, yeah, how do you spin history to where... It's it's okay that you were the bad yeah. guys for certain points in history. How do you do that? You write your own textbooks. Yep. You write your own history books, so then you... It's pretty easy. Yep. Yeah. Really easy. Or at least your own schoolhouse rocks. That's another And thing. because you've made mistakes doesn't mean everyone's evil and terrible. Yeah. You know, people... There's a reason it's a, it's a mistake. You did... You, you know, you shouldn't have had the internment camps. That's okay. Grandpa was yeah. around during that time. We, we had them protest. too. Yeah. What's that? We had them too. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, we had the internment camps. Like I, yeah. I, I, I know people that were in those things. You know, and and because you know my grandpa didn't go. What the? You know, it's not, <laughs> yeah. It's still important to say that it was a mistake. Otherwise, yeah. when it happens again, yeah, it yeah. can happen again. Our, our grandfather said, "Well, we can get all this free Japanese property. Woo! <laughs> Throw the key away." Yeah, I always think yeah. that because we've got a we've we've got a thing called the. the uh, PNE, it's our yeah. big fair that we have, and that's where the internment camps were here. And yeah. I always think there should be at least something there to say this is where this happened. Just mm -hmm. acknowledge it. Just on the roller coasters, just before you go down the hill. <laughs> this is where Canada went downhill. <laughs> this where we kind of picked up. And this is where we got health care, so we went up a bit. A bit. But then, oh, jeez, oh, no. what happened in the? <laughs> hey, in Washington, we've got the Payal Fairgrounds, right? Maybe we should uh, contract you guys, design some new rides. You know, that would be sure. pretty fun. Yeah, yeah some fair. historically yeah. accurate. I remember those commercials on TV when I was a kid. The, do, you, do, you do the Puyallup? Puyallup. Do the PL, That's right. Yeah, that's yeah right. they still have those commercials. Those are still around. I remember them. That's what I'm saying. You can do it as a trot. You can do it at a gallop. <laughs> you can do it real slow so your heart don't palpitate. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, but that, don't be late. Do that. Wow, okay. palpitate. Yeah. That is a good word. I'm impressed. Yeah, they stutter it, though, when they say it. Or stammer it. Oh. So your heart don't palpitate. <laughs> don't be late. Do the Puyallup. Oh. Yeah. That's good. Anyway, what I'm saying is, oh. you know, learn your history. Good vocabulary. Sorry, I'm just like, no, those kids watching that commercial, you know, they got a good word to add to their dictionary. Yeah, we uh, memorize yeah. most commercials from that era. <laughs> we do it all the time. Pretty, pretty, pretty much. 
Because <laughs> you much. saw the commercial so much. They just run the same commercials run <laughs> ad nauseum. So what brought you up to Canada this time around? This time around? Us. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I wanted to come up. For my 21st birthday, I felt like, Happy oh, birthday. it was so fun seeing you guys, like, several years back. And When May, is your birthday exactly? May 27th. May 27th. Very yeah. good. Mine's June 8th. Oh. So happy birthday oh. to both of us you, retroactively. You missed it. You can leave now. <laughs> May 28th is my uh, sister's birthday as well. Oh, whoa. Yes. Gemini's. Yeah, right on. I don't actually know if that means anything, but... Oh, man. Not to what me. What doesn't yeah. it mean? <laughs> it mean anything. It means it's uh, four against one here in this uh, situation. Oh. What's your, what's your sign? Uh, Viper. Viper? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Pisces. I'm oh. the fish. I'm a typical vi- Pisces. And yet, Pisces, I can say Viper again. <laughs> Pisces is not a water sign, which I always thought was really dumb. Really? It's not a water sign, no. Is it an air sign? Uh, well, it'd be a dead fish then, wouldn't it? Whatever <laughs> else it is, that it, fish is dead. It's a poop sign. Oh, is it a poop sign? Yeah. Very good. Uh, back to your them. question. Sagittarius question, and Pisces are what, the poop what signs. You, what brought you up? Sorry. I Besides mean, your parents. Oh, <laughs> Oh, literal dad joke. Bam. Literal dad Very joke. Nice. Thank you. Also, happy Father's Day. Let's Thank just, you. Uh, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy Father's Day. And we're Thank back you. to you. Thanks. Go ahead. May I take a bad break? Yes, you may. Oh, go ahead. Absolutely. state of the washrooms uh i have n- in no way i've been in much worse my dad uh, isn't has been in heavy metal groups uh my whole lifetime since he was 14 wow and his practice base uh was quite interesting <laughs> yeah they sh- i think they shut it down or something recently and... would we we're still we're now back. Called, we're back on the air uh, it's called the green room what uh what uh <laughs> Any of the band, bands we would know that he was... Uh, Midnight yeah. Idols is on Spotify. Okay. Uh, Toe Tag is pretty well known, especially because they have most of the members from The Accused. You got me. <laughs> and you're Someone's the pondering. music fella. Someone's pondering. It's not really... I'm not really a, a heavy but... rock guy. Okay. Yeah. I tend to not dig the heavy. Did he uh, do any videos? I... There might be one for a Midnight Idol song, actually. I think I remember us doing if some... If you do know it, we might put it on the page. Yeah. Alrighty, so I'll email know. it to you guys. Very we, good. Yeah. Let us... Let's build... Let's uh, let's uh, knock up the hits on that. Sure. <laughs> I remember us filming, like, at this graveyard near our area, and it was super fun, because I wandered in there, and, like, I, I found a severed like cat leg and like a tur- turtle shell with like bones inside yeah. oh okay it was very fun wow. very exciting someone is trying to raise the dead in that <laughs> cemetery <laughs> or, or, or they're filming they're filming supernatural there were there any perfectly rectangular rectangular dug dug holes in the no. ground and then you know that supernatural were there <laughs> i was just thinking a zombie with very weird specific tastes mm. i could go for one turtle, turtle and one one cat leg one cat's paw <laughs> Hmm. How about brains? Nah, I'm good. Well, the I'm cat good. minus the leg, right? Because the leg is what remained. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, there is a cat with one with one leg missing in our neighborhood. Huh. Yeah. 
Maybe it he's missing another leg. No, no, he's he's just he's got three legs. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. tripod. He's uh, always hanging out. <laughs> he's a really nice cat. Actually, he's a cat that always comes around when I'm feeling bummed out. Oh, really? And I'm like oh. I'm feeling really depressed about something, and the yeah. cat like comes along. And it's like it's all right, buddy. Yeah, look yeah. at me. I got three legs. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to. It's like, is that all you got to say? If I was wearing a bell, I couldn't smother it to kill a bird. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> He's upset about that. Yeah, you're right. Oh, no. That is a good point. Yeah. Sucks you for should him. put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I don't know if I would buy that one. If I was wearing a bell, I couldn't smother it to kill a bird. Yeah. What yeah. other podcast are you going to get that on? <laughs> this American Life? No. Yep. Ira Glass has often said that. Oh, Ira Glass. <laughs> Bless his heart. Yeah. Uh, what's what's uh, Linda Berry uh, said uh, he was uh, the worst boyfriend she ever had in the, in the book 100 well, Demons. Well, I mean, let's be fair. He had pe- a ponytail. Let's be she fair. was right. <laughs> let's be fair. Everyone's young at some point in their life. And to be young is to be a narcissist, to be thoughtless, to be not quite ready for... The real world, you okay, know, you're still growing really as a person. Quickly, what age are you thinking of right now when you so when you say that? Twenty-eight. So you've got seven more years to be a jerk. <laughs> seven more years, so have at or it. of trying to meet jerks, which is another problem yeah, too. Well, eh, jerks is jerks. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. You get experiences. You write a book later. Uh, maybe you make a mini comic. <laughs> maybe you write a song. Maybe, maybe you make a short yeah. film. Maybe something comes Maybe you write a math equation and you hide the subtext in there, yeah. and everyone's like, "I know you're talking there about you who you're talking about." <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, I see the I see the bed mass in there. Sure. Well, have you guys seen the Annihilation film that came I have. out recently? So the I ending have. scene with the where they reveal the creature. I, oh, this might be spoilers. So go ahead five minutes if you don't want yeah. spoilers. Ready okay. and go ahead five minutes. Maybe go. more. Like All right, go ahead. Ten seconds. Ten, ten. But. All right. <laughs> So too it, late. They're the already on ahead five minutes. Composed of fractals. I think it's called like the Infinity Bowl or something like that, and it's really quite interesting. Oh, the, the mathematics the, that, behind it. That yeah. kind of th- yeah. I was I yeah. was like I was when I saw in the movie I was like oh it's like a Jim Woodring drawing. <laughs> He's this cartoonist that does these kind of they're sort of based wow. on uh, av- like Buddha, Buddhist uh-huh. um, kind of mandalas and stuff like yeah. that. He does these really cool like three dimensional ones. Oh. That's I'll kind of what it reminded me check of. Check that out because I love that imagery. It's completely connected to the idea of fractals and chaos. And yeah, yeah, I I, I used to study that a little bit, but I, I didn't take to it as well. But <laughs> they actually ended up warping the image a little bit for the film, but it's still like at essentials, like very similar to that shape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed that Math. movie. I've, <laughs> I've talked to other people who did not enjoy it, but I thought it was very good. We're actually forming a math club at my school, and we're ha- thinking of having a bad math movie night. Uh, oh, nice summer, yeah. What so, is your favorite yeah. uh, song Wait. about fractals? Let okay. me just ask real yeah, quick. Yeah. Favorite song about fractals? Uh, mine is the Mandelbrot set. Uh, what's your, for Jonathan Colton, your, your favorite fractal song, David? Uh, the theme from Fractal Rock. Sounds good. Fractal <laughs> Rock. <laughs> Here in Fractal Rock. <laughs> Oh, oh man, I wish I knew more math. I could I, do a parody. I really want to do that now. I really want to make a parody with my friends. Get together with your uh, math yeah. buddies and yeah. uh, knock yourself out. I'll give you that. It's free. It's free to you. Are you familiar with Mandelbrot set, the uh, Jonathan mm-hmm. Colton song? No. Very good. We will uh, play that for you at some point I like in the future. How, I like how Ian brought up the topic only to, <laughs> to sing us with his little bit well, of Mandelbrot. Well, you brought up fractals. <laughs> listen. <laughs> it's actually one of my favorite songs. It's about fractals. Okay. So it's going to get brought up. Interesting. Listen. I want to know the song you know yeah. what here's the thing hey dave mm. can i throw a bonus song at the end that's about fractals because you're going to play all your songs can i play one song about fractals sure 
Yay! Yay! <laughs> All right, so my fractal song will be at the end. Hooray. We'll, okay. put, it, we'll put it at the very end of the show. Oh. It'll be like the, the, you know, the... He's not putting it the, on. I will. No, we'll I'll, see. We'll put it on. Oh, dear. I put, <laughs> I put uh, Bring on the Dancing Horses on at the end of the, the show, even though I... I didn't write that song. I'm just saying, you didn't write the <laughs> Mandelbrot one either. How do you know? Because you said it's by Jonathan Coulter. Maybe just saw, saw, saw you're right. Brother you're of right. brother of Ann Coulter. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's having a rough week. Um, <laughs> Is she? Yeah. Good. She said the kids at the border. Yeah. They were actors. What? That was her thing. Haven't they all been saying that about every everything? No, that's they happened? said that about the yeah the kids like in the shooting, but like yeah they're just uh, make 'em ups. They're like a little improv troupe at the border, just having like you know <laughs> improv everywhere. Yeah, you know, little improv. those little uh, four year olds jamming. Yeah, yeah. Like, I have a suggestion. Uh, you're away from your parents. You're very sad. Okay, <laughs> let's see what we can do. Let's get this uh-huh. down. One take, people. Oh yeah, because yeah. we all know kids are great at improv, oh, you know, and acting. They and are the worst. They are fantastic. Yeah, yeah freaking. Kids That's why in improv. you, when you look for actors, always look for ones that are younger than they look. Here's a nice thing too. Isn't I guess because she's a member of Anne's Against Humanity, that uh, <laughs> she's. He sees improv everywhere. Mm-hmm. The uh, <laughs> I like it. Uh, <laughs> as an improviser, here's one of the horrible things they sometimes get you to do. It's like, oh, you do improv, yeah. Would you like to teach an improv workshop? Oh, sure, I'll teach an improv <laughs> workshop. Okay, it's uh, it's at a birthday party. Oh, that's uh, the best thing in the world. But I guess you know, uh, birthday party for some adults. No, it's for five year olds. So we're gonna get five year olds to do improv. Sure. What? You know what? They're doing that anyway. They are doing it anyway. They're, they're already just making yeah, yeah. up stuff. That's the thing. Like, kids, yeah. that's the magic of children. It's like it's, having a scream yeah. workshop for kids. It's like, <laughs> teach them how to scream. I remember getting, that wasn't an argument, but getting a discussion in, in university. And this discussion was in French. Yeah. So believe me, I did, it was not an easy discussion for me to have. But That was like a different language for you. It was. It was like math. <laughs> and it was like I was arguing in math. And, uh, but I know we're just... By the way, here, sorry, Mm. our, uh, our, you know how you got like MTV and then you had different MTVs? We had uh, Music Plus. We even put math in our music. Back to you. That's something (laughs) that only Canadians will enjoy. We had two different languages. Yes. In that, in that name. We had much music and we had Music Plus. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh, so, we were talking about my, the argument that I made, because at that time I was very, very contrarian sort of person, but was that kids, young kids aren't, they aren't imaginative. They're imitative. But what they are is they're, they're, they have no self-consciousness. So they can take, you know, because when you're a kid, like, it's very rare that children make up games. Mm-hmm. They'll inherit games from the older kids. And they kind of come down to us, whether it's freeze, you know, tag, like playing museum or playing freeze tag or playing kick the can and stuff like that. Like, it's very rare. Kids are going to be like, you know what? Let's play a different game than kick the can. Let's make up our own hide and seek game no we'll just play whatever people have been doing hide the slipper sardines whatever you know there's all these games that have come down and so but what kids are good at is they can like be they can play in a totally unselfconscious way mm-hmm. they can just let themselves be lost in the game and they can be viewed by parents by other kids and they don't go well someone's watching me oh like if, yeah like if you were like at our age now if we were doing that and if we were talking to ourselves and playing with something and someone walked into the room we would shut up we wouldn't just keep doing it. We'd be like, Whoa, well, I was just, uh, did you hear? I just turned the television off. Uh, I don't know if you heard the people talking on the television. Because, <laughs> you know, we'd be embarrassed that someone came in while we were talking to ourselves. But children don't have that feeling, you know. So the idea of improv where it tries to break down, you know, like. It solves the problem. Ten years. There. Yeah. Ten years yeah. Of, of these blocks yeah. that have been put in us. You know, the ki- it's like working on a, a, a baby's flexibility. Yeah. Like, no, they're freaking flexible. They're fine. Yeah. They can so touch when, their everything. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And so it's terrible that yeah. when we're at our most imaginative and most exploratory, 
as and most energetic as young adults, we have the most blocks that are yeah. that are suddenly there that weren't there when we were younger. And I think that's really I think that's interesting. And I think that's why improv is interesting. But I could never break those blocks myself. I could never so far, get past that. I think you do on this show. You goof around. You put your stuff yeah. out there. Put a lot of business out there that I don't think you would in other circumstances. No, that's true. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there's okay. a when speaking of improv. Speaking of me, sorry, mm-hmm. guest. Uh, back to me. Um, when I've recently done improv at uh, like a, this Cafe de Soleil is a place on commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so we're going to do this improv show, and, and and I'm fine with doing the show. The show's great. Everything's fine. I love the people I'm doing it with. Yeah. But beforehand, they go, "Let's go warm up outside." Like, oh, you mean around the back? No, around the front. So they go around the front, <laughs> yeah. and they're doing like, flee, flee, fly, flee, fly, flow, and doing all this stuff, and yeah. doing all these improv things, and wow. let's sing a song, and let's make up a rap, mm-hmm. and let's mm-hmm. do all this. We're on the goddamn sidewalk. <laughs> There's people here. But and you're... I know we're doing it on stage, but that's a different thing yeah, than, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I can't do this you're, out here. You're not comfortable with that? Not in the slightest. I'm that's on interesting. fire. It's so uncomfortable to the point where I fake that I've had diarrhea to leave. I've got my stomach hurts so much. I've got to go do this. I can do the show. I swear to God. I just can't be out here right now. You've got to give me 10 minutes. How long are we rehearsing for? 10 minutes? 10 minutes. And then I swear to God, I'll be ready to go. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I would but, rather yeah. fake diarrhea than be out front doing that. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Diarrhea is the best the best excuse for anything. Yeah. No one's going to go, eh, no, that's fine. Eh. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, no one's going to investigate. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, his story holds up. Yeah. No one's going to say that. It's You're going to say... Out. Yeah. Say, I'm sorry, late. I had diarrhea. Everyone's just going to be like, okay. <laughs> like, well, that's pretty unlikely that if yeah. you didn't, you would use that yeah. as an excuse. Yeah, I'm fine. Keep put that in your pocket. I'm that's fine, another, I'm fine on, any, on a stage or in an environment where it's set up that we're going to be doing anything. And on that stage, I can do almost anything. Or in this kind of environment, yeah, I can yeah. do almost anything. Sure. But if we were to say, like, let's go out front right now and just like record the podcast yeah or i used to have a neighbor that was across the way and she went oh you do improv we do improv everywhere do you want to be part of that like what's that mean well we go on the subway or like the sky train here and we just like do some crazy stuff or you know we'll go to a mall and we'll just do some some stuff in the mall like no (laughs) no that sounds like the worst thing i've ever heard and stop calling it improv uh, no, that's the worst. It's not really improv, is it? Well, you're making it up, yes. Technically, yes. But no, get away from me. This is the worst thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that we have to... Dr- I'm not that judgmental, but I'm very judgmental of that. <laughs> Stop it, it. Is there a more appropriate name for it than improv? Because you're right, it is. Shit show. <laughs> this? Clusterfuck. <laughs> nightmare. Yeah, it does seem oh, odd. Nightmare. That's yeah. a- one. Like things like that, like No Pants Day or whatever they do yes! in the New York oh, subway. That's one of the things they did. Yeah. Huh. yeah, let's get on the Sky Train with no pants. No, let's not. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, ma'am, them, you, no. Eh, sad. I think it's not for me. And maybe it's like things that it takes you a certain amount of alcohol to get to in normal life. They shouldn't do them just spontaneously. I don't know. That's my. Am I being too judgmental? That's my. Yes, you are. <laughs> See, I'm at the age where I'm like, hey, do whatever you want, you know, live right free, on. you know. Right on. Okay. <laughs> Go outside, no clothes oh, on, as yeah. long as you don't get arrested, yeah. you know. Oh, <laughs> live free. Oh, it's going to be great when your shame kicks in. It's going to be so good. It's like well, when a person's metabolism slows down, like, you know. I can eat whatever I want. So great. You know, 28. Uh-oh. It's all stuff. <laughs> and like about 29 when the shame just kicks in, kicks yeah. in hard. But yeah. you, can, you can skip over it. It's I mean, I, I find the shame kicking in in very weird ways where for me it comes up in times where I feel like maybe I'm being more honest 
So for example, in my classes with my math classes, you know, I'll be struggling on the same problem for the longest time because I don't want to write something down that's wrong, you know, and this last quarter I realized that it was so helpful having a whiteboard because I could just write whatever I wanted on there and I could just erase it easily. I didn't have to worry about whether the work was right or not or if I was going down the wrong path, you know, and that way I wasn't spending hours behind my computer typing up some code and going like, oh my God, like, is this even going to work? Yeah. You know, and it's crazy because those things give me nerves. But then walking up to a stranger and like saying something that doesn't scare me as yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think like when my shame kicked well, in. Well, because going up to a stranger and asking a yeah. question, your ego isn't on the line. But yeah. when you're when you're yeah. doing something that's important to you, yeah. you're putting yourself yeah. into it. And I don't mean ego in a bad way. Just yourself is in, is in, in it. So yeah. suddenly that that is that has yeah. more potential or more, and more, yeah. you know, more potential for disaster or for success or whatever but it's just that element of it that makes it difficult yeah. as someone who has to constantly trick himself to do things <laughs> it's uh yeah yeah, yeah i think uh, i think uh, like around 20 years ago uh which is almost as long as you've existed uh that's when i started to kind of work on empathy because i didn't have a lot like i i was very shameless like mm-hmm. i could do almost anything mm. and i didn't i didn't have like sometimes you get embarrassed but i didn't have shame mm. and then uh yeah working on empathy which i think it, it, i coincided with getting my first cat there was something about getting my cat that like built empathy in me uh and then it's an allergic reaction to cats it could very well common. be there is chemical <laughs> things in cats that can mess you up you're not wrong there is science there. Uh, but yeah, w- with empathy, yeah, the shame kind of came in a little bit too, yeah. and it awakened different emotions. Yeah. And there's certain things that I've, that I've done and that like, oh, you know, really? the very, very, yeah, that just still grabbed me that I, at the time mm-hmm. didn't. And yeah, they, yeah. The, and they, they, they awakened it. I hope I'm at the most empathetic yeah. that I've ever been. I, I, I try. And I think in some ways, yeah, it's tough to, the shame also comes along mm-hmm. with that. The sensitivity breeds more sensitivity. When people ask ask me to describe you, I always say he's a bubbling mass of empathy. <laughs> so I think I don't it's, know if that's, that's uh, I think it comes I don't know if that's good or it bad. It comes right out. Is what I'm saying. Sweet. Sure. All right. I'll take. I'll take the. I'll take yeah. the sweetness. Losing out of you. Fair, fair Losing enough. empathy. <laughs> <laughs> no, sure. Keep going. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna keep going until you feel bad. It's and like then I'll feel bad. I made you feel bad. It's like open source of empathy. Oh my gosh. Sure. Just, there you are. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel bad. I work with guys in a, in a warehouse. Yep. There's nothing. There's nothing I can't say anymore. That, what is the uh, median age of the fellows you work with at the? Uh, at the median place? age would be uh, thirty. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the age where you, you don't give a damn. That's that is the age. Yep. Where you do not. You're immortal, and yet you're starting to get a little mm-hmm. angry because things didn't work out because you're turning thirty, and it's like things should have yeah. kicked in by now. Yeah. Uh oh. So you got a little, a little mean. That's right. And a little not, uh, not caring. Thought you were better good, than this job. It's a good, it's a good Guess mix what? for. Yeah, it is. It is. Better play some spike ball and burn that off. Where <laughs> <laughs> we throw the frisbee around. Yeah. It also, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's true. It is a place where dreams come to die. That sort of job, and I, you know, I don't, I don't mean that in a mean way. Just that's just whatever plans you had in your life, they're probably not working out because you are now working in a warehouse at that age. Well, yeah. I, well, I, I uh, again, hi. Uh, I'm uh, back to back to more stories about us. Um, when 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 I was like in my early 30s, I was doing a lot of stand up, and so that was that was a really kind of environment for that kind yeah. of kind of yeah. thing as well. Like yeah. we're not mean, mean environment, and life hasn't treated me the way it should. Yeah, and entitled. Yeah, yeah. And and that's how a lot of people got on stage because you have to have a certain amount of mm-hmm. I deserve to be heard. Literally, I'm going. I people need <laughs> to shut up. 
for 10 minutes and listen to everything I have to say. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that has to happen on a regular basis because I deserve it. Uh, and so, yeah, there was that kind of, you know, uh, definitely my work environment as well. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe that's why, it, you know, it's easier to become a stand-up comic when you're young and you have that kind of, you know, that invulnerable, indomitable narcissism and egotism that you can just put yourself in that situation and you're not, you know, like if, if you... You know, as you get older, it gets harder to put yourself out there like that. And yet know? I do like comedians like Marie Bamford or Patton Oswalt or whatever mm-hmm. that do find the other angle on that. Sure, but they, they probably have moved through that to come out where they are. Like, There's, if you looked at a young Patton Oswalt, he probably was also, you know, an insufferable jerk in some ways because oh, sure he that's was. the kind of thing oh, that... Oh, 100% he was. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, so they... And uh, Maria Bamford was a really arrogant, uh, you know, punk uh, violin uh, comedian. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so, Unbearable. Yeah, yes, and so you come, you come through that, but you have the... You know, they're an interesting case where there's some, there are people who, you know, are successful as they are now, not as they were then. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's weird, like, someone like Dennis Miller, for instance, is someone who still plays the same character he played as a 20-year-old. He's playing as a whatever yeah. he is now. But it doesn't work now because his heart isn't in it. Yeah, you, you're the snarky you know? outsider, yeah. but you're not, brother. You're not anymore. You're, you're as insider as it gets. Mm-hmm. But he know? doesn't have a... Sh- he, doesn't, he, hasn't de- he hasn't developed like a new... I don't want to call it a shtick because I don't think it is a shtick. I think it's... He hasn't developed... A, but he hasn't developed a way to express a, mature, a maturity, you yeah. know? like, And so all he has left is this kind of hollow shell of a persona that i don't think is really him yeah it doesn't it doesn't just, feel like he's full of anything yeah. like there's nothing kind well, of loving inside you know, that yeah yeah you know i say that as someone who met him once and he was super nice to me mm-hmm. you know, he was marrying someone from richmond a local, yeah yeah and he was like super nice and very supportive of the comedians or whatever but yeah i just don't see that in him like what, what I'm do sh- you-, you know what i don't want to say it's not there no but i think it's just he's not presenting but it. he's not presenting it because he's taken on this persona that was whip smart and fun in the in, when he was twenty in his twenties, right? And his and his references didn't quite seem so completely antiquated <laughs> as they do now, where he's still making the same references. But thirty years ago, they were not so bad. Now that now you're kind of like, well, why is he referencing Eva Gardner? Yeah, whatever, he's you know? also he's also on the side of authority, whereas he used to be anti-authority. And when you've well, got the snarky, yeah. well, yeah, when you're on Fox, you know, and when you're oh, on- I meant, but then was he really anti-authority? He seemed. Well, he was making fun he of was, the president. He was making fun of whatever was in the news. So, sure, okay. You know, whatever. Those he would people... still make fun of the president if the president was not to his liking, though. Now? Yeah. I haven't seen that. But you don't okay. think he'd make fun of Obama? What? He Who? Dennis Miller. Would he make fun of Obama? Yeah. He did, like crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm he was like, president. So it's not authority. It's just... Yeah, but now now he's on the side of authority. Now he's on the now side he's of authority, Now he's working for Fox. Yeah. Now he, Fox News and yeah. he's doing the thing, yeah. And yeah. It's like, I don't know if comedy comes from there. Yes. Yeah. They are marching together. In lockstep. Yeah, there's actually like an interesting uh, on Netflix, and darn if I'm forgetting their name, um, but they're do. Uh, it's a it's a woman who is from New Zealand, uh, and uh, she's it's the special is called Nanette, and it's uh, it's it's her doing uh, uh, material about uh, basically uh, being being gay in New Zealand, but it's like a lot of uh, uh, derogatory humor towards herself. But then she okay. stops halfway. Is this through- Natty time? Oh, I- this could be yes, I think the name has like an H in it. Yeah, yeah, and and she stops halfway through and just goes, "This." Hey is- guys, do a charades 
yeah. and I'll try and guess the name. And the answer is The Journey of Natty Gann, and the actor from that is now married to Patton Oswalt. We've connected it all together. We all win. Is that what it was, really? No. Yeah. Oh. Not at all. No. Uh, but yeah, totally. she, but then she stops like uh, about like a third of the way, or maybe halfway through, and is going, yeah. so the jokes that I'm doing right now, I, I don't know if I want to do stand-up anymore, because they're jokes about myself, yeah. and, and that's wrong. Yes. And it's re- and it breaks and it breaks it down in an interesting mm. way. Mm-hmm. And I haven't gotten to the very end. Yeah. Maybe maybe she sticks to the landing. Maybe she doesn't. But so far, it's an interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an interesting. There's an that. example we were talking about of a person who that works at this age, but it doesn't work at this age. And so yeah, she has a choice now. Either she quits doing stand up, or finds she finds job. a yeah. different path that she can follow. Let's like and Maria Bamford did, or, yeah. or Patton Oswalt did, where they just went. You know, I'm doing this, but I want to do this. And they move themselves in a different direction. Because Patton direction. used to do that same thing where he'd just make fun of whatever was pop culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, what the hell am I doing? I'm just making, that's not No real. one cares about this. Yeah, well, first, it's not that no one cares. You'll always I guess people, get... When, I guess you, I shouldn't say no one cares. If you, if you go on stage and go, you know that new thing? That's fucking stupid. You're always going to get people, yeah, the new thing's dumb. Yeah, of course, because people fear the new and you're going to be, mm-hmm. you know, how about that new mm-hmm. film? That's ah, crap. That new music. Yeah, it's not as good as the old music. All that, all that stuff. And he was like, I'm not encouraging new things, and that's just a shitty place to... to oh, I see what at. you mean. I thought I was thinking... I watched a special of his with Lisa one time, and it was impenetrable to her because it was so, refer- so you know, nerd-referential, ah. nerd-culture-centric that she just couldn't... It just didn't make any sense to her because she's not of that sort. She just doesn't participate in nerd culture. As you know, when we talked about Star Wars one time, and she's just like, don't know, didn't, gonna didn't like up, it. I'm going to look up this comedian's name. Please talk while I do. See, oh, thanks a lot. Yeah, I remember growing up and listening to Patton Oswalt and all those comedians that my parents would have on this little iPod. Okay. And we had this family iPod, and I would go to bed, like, just listening to all of the different tracks. And I didn't know what they were. I would just laugh along because I was like, oh, it's funny. They're jokes. And then I remember appreciating them a lot more as I got older and listening to them again. And But a lot of the appreciation probably comes also from listening to it as a kid, you know, but... Also, my dad was really into Star Wars, and so I had, like, a Star Wars pillow sheet. Mm. My dad had a bunch of, like, um, fi- action figures, like, and so I loved playing what with those nerd. as a kid. <laughs> and so it, it formed a connection where even though the films weren't really of my generation, I played with the toys, and yeah. I saw the films, and my friends and I would make our own stories with the sure. toys and, like, film them, and so mm-hmm. it's... Yeah, it's very interesting to see how those connections can be made, even if it's a completely different time. Well, if you have, I mean, if you have parents who yeah. who involve you in something like that, yeah. where you know you can slowly kind of pick out those sort of. I mean, you know, my daughters. We haven't released it yet, but my oldest daughter Mary was was on the Full Marks podcast talking about monkey business because she loves that movie. She grew up watching those films with with me, and so those movies are very important to her. But they grew up watching a lot of those sort of yeah. movies with me because I I don't. You know, I don't mind watching black yeah. and white movies, and they learn to not mind watching it. Oh, Ian I'm has an answer? Gonna, I have an answer. It is Hannah Gatsby. And it ah, is The Great Gatsby. That's the name of the special. <laughs> David. I, I said saw it that. was Nanette. Oh, Hannah sorry. Gatsby, uh, Nanette. Okay. Nanette. Oh. Where mm. was I getting natty time from? You know what? I can see how you would have got that out of that. <laughs> Back to monkey business. Oh, I was just saying. Your this, dog yeah. Do yeah. a good job on it. You're gonna have to edit, <laughs> have to edit a lot of a lot of that show. Chop, 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 honey. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Dad, how come we only talk for five minutes? Well. This is Daddy's dream. Listen, these shows. <laughs> Not enough Daddy time on this. These, we, only have, we only have so much time for these shows here. We have a we have a strict three-hour limit that we have to adhere to. I'm sorry, you know. 
I'm gonna take you out. No, no, I, I, I was listening to it. She was very good. She was very good. I was editing it the other day, and then I stopped because <laughs> I thought, you know what, be better as if I was doing this the last minute on Tuesday night. Sure, get that's that the, sweat. That's the best time to do the yeah, editing on this. Get that flop sweat on there. Just like yeah. it's the best time to do all my my elaborate notes for the show is Wednesday night, so I can yeah. step really late doing yeah. them. So you can have all those uh, Department of Corrections afterwards and like yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Right. So um, let me throw this to you for a second. Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions or anything that you want? Because you're now here. Yeah, you've listened to our show for what? quite a while. Took a big uh, break. Yeah. Don't uh, blame like me. About a five just, and a half year break. Can on the we show. just say that enough? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Loved you six years ago. Right. Not so much since. And that's fine. It's okay. If I, if I could have done the same, I would have. Um, <laughs> is what are you, if, who if, are you kidding? Is, you do it every week. It's true. <laughs> exactly. I do zone out pretty solid. <laughs> if you have any questions for us, you're welcome to ask them now or through the through this. I think through this would probably be more natural because uh, often for me, my favorite part of the podcast is just hearing you guys talk about events in your life and be honest about like your emotions and like how you went through these experiences and how it affected you. Because for me, like that, listening to it on the bus when I'm about to head to school and I really don't want to be at school that day, it just, I'm like, okay. It's okay, you know. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. I didn't want to go to school. Either. So that makes sense. These two guys are doing it. If they can do it, I can do it. <laughs> they can struggle through life. Yeah. I was uh, I was reading an interesting article. Uh, it was called, uh, I can't remember the name of it. It was like The Myth of Laziness or something like that. Basically, oh, yes, this, yes. the psychologist yeah. was saying that there's no such thing as laziness. But and they I, didn't finish their article. That was a problem, I thought, too. And the other thing I thought was, you've never worked in a warehouse. Uh, but her, her, artic- her point of view wasn't that kind of laziness. Her point of view was, was people who, and I, I'll put myself in this yeah. for sure, people who like, flame out during you know, in courses. They, they, don't show, you know, they sign up, they don't show up, or they don't do major yeah. projects, or they, um, I think I just said two, that, that's enough. I don't need a third example. I, I know it's a rule of threes, but I'm too lazy. I'm going <laughs> to not bother with the third example. Um, but I definitely did that in, in high school, or not in high school, in, in university. And I would, my university, like, if you looked at my marks in university, it would be like, you know, 3.8 GPA, 2. Point what GPA? Oh, nice again. He's got a 3.7. Yeah. Back down to a 2.9. Up. Yeah. And it was just like that all the way through. And uh, I remember, I remember, uh, well, <laughs> I had a couple of disasters. One disaster was um, not uh, was um, not showing up for a test for like the final exam. It was kind of my fault because I was used to taking the express bus to school, but this test was at a not express time anymore, and I didn't realize that it took like practically like three hours for me to get there. So by the time I got to school, I was late, and then I couldn't find the building that the test was in because this was at UBC, which is a ginormous campus, mm-hmm. and. And of course, you're like a panicky twenty-one-year-old, yeah. and you just—you don't even have like the guts to ask someone, "Hey, where's the armory?" Where the yeah, <laughs> you know. So I just got back in the bus and I went home. And then the teacher, who really liked me, phoned me that night, and she's probably like concerned, wanted to know. Yeah. I didn't answer the phone. I never phoned her back because yeah. I was so embarrassed and stuff like that. And I just—I was like, ah, oh, such horrible self-sabotage. Why do that to yourself? But I did it. I did it. I was really good at it in school. But this was—and basically, what she was this psychologist was saying was that a lot of these cases are due to factors that are outside of laziness. They're not l- based in laziness. They're based in 
you know, people who can't handle stress, that yeah. people who are going through emotional problems, mm-hmm. people, who, you know, and just sort of like, you know, that if you looked at the circumstances behind these flame outs and things, then you would have a lot more empathy with the yeah. situations. And I thought it was really interesting. I, I do think that there are lazy people, like people, and I don't want to say there are lazy people. I think there's people who don't care. Yeah. Which is, and I think that's kind of the same to me. Like, you know. You think apathy yeah. and laziness is the same thing? I think, well, I mean, what's the difference, right? You know what I mean? Like, it looks like laziness to people. Like, if you're, like if you're working in a warehouse and you can't be bothered to restock items, so other people go to do something and it's, sure. and there's nothing there and they have to go down and restock it because you can, you can be bothered. Whether it's apathy, apathy, you just don't care about the job anymore because yeah. you've been there for this long or you just don't care about the job at all because you're too good for that job. Yeah. Uh, it all looks the same, right? So, yeah. so I think in that case, I think those kind of fall outside of that. Yeah that but the thing you know like school is incredibly stressful and i don't yeah. think like my parents who never went to university would never be able to to um comprehend or empathize with the amount of pressure that i was under you know like i would get break out in hives yeah during finals time and stuff like that you know like it was just so overwhelming for me yeah and i was also a dumb guy so you're locked into this kind of masculine idea of like i mean i can do it myself and then you didn't realize like till like a little while ago, I was thinking about school and I thought, you know what? I bet you there were like counselors there and people like that to help people like me who are having trouble dealing with, especially going back to school after I had cancer. That was where it was most difficult yeah. because I'm going through like this huge like PSTD thing where you're yeah. just like coming off of this really emotional were you, time. Were you in therapy at the time for that? No, no. I went to the doctor about it and the doctor was basically kind of like, buck up. <laughs> that was his response, right? Like, because at that time, <laughs> I don't think PTSD was really well known or well researched. Yeah. Like I remember, I, well, I'll give you two examples of, okay. of it. One is Agent Orange, yeah. and the other is the uranium depleted uranium bullets in in the Bosnia Herzegovina, like in the Yugoslavia yeah. conflict. In both those cases, they were these external things that were used to explain all these weird ailments yeah. that soldiers yeah. were having. Yeah. Like people were like, "Oh, you're exposed to Agent Orange, and so now they're having nervous disorders." And da 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 da. No, no. They're just suffering from PTSD. They're just going, their body is so shocked from this experience that they're, they're, you know, they're having like actual biological reactions to it. It's not depleted uranium bullets. Like you could use those till the cows come home and it's not going to do anything to you because it's just not that radioactive. It's more radioactive to be living in, in Aberdeen in a city made of granite than it is to be using these bullets. It's just that it's so amazingly stressful to go through these experiences that your body starts to because you're not dealing with the stress in, in, in healthy ways, it starts to come out of you in unhealthy ways. Yeah. And that was, and I went through that too, you know. And so, but like I say, at that time, when I went to the doctor about it, his reaction was, uh, you know, a 50, 50 something old yeah. British man's, uh, you know, well, you better buck up, you know, just grin and grin through it, chin up, keep calm and carry on and all the sort of things that are not super helpful when you're young and yeah. you're just, you're going through yeah. all these ex- feelings and yeah. stuff like that earlier on when you, you you found out you had cancer's advice to you was walk it off <laughs> so you know that was he was good. but see here's the difference right he was super <laughs> serious about the cancer like yeah i remember him pointing my mom and dad thing. that's right that is a that is a palpable thing that i could actually feel yeah. i can palpate yeah. in you funny story though both will kill you both will kill you <laughs> yeah. exactly but that's, that's right a, but yeah. you know i'm not going to blame him because i yeah. just think no, in that time period is a generational you only thing. got one of the dogs behind a fence but both of them will kill you <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's like yeah yeah it's, it was uh yeah so i just thought that i found that part yeah. of the article really interesting actually the idea of this sort of 
myth of laziness and stuff yeah. like that. You know, you when you see that, and she, of course, this person was dealing with like that kind of her field of expertise yeah. is is people who are going through super uh, like stressed out yeah. uh, mental disorders. I don't want to call them disorders, but you know, just mental processes where you're yeah. there's things start to go awry because you're dealing with all these unnatural stressors. It was kind. Of, it was quite interesting, actually. I thought it was quite. Yeah, I got to give yeah. that a read. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you post a link? I will. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no problem. Yeah, it was quite interesting. Yeah, I have a couple of connections with this. Where one is, I think, thirty percent of the reason I went into the math department at Seattle University is because the faculty, teachers, everyone there was always super supportive and excited to have me around. You know, every day, all the teachers and students meet in the math room and like eat lunch together and oh, wow. like, hang out in their offices and. You know, I feel like I have a really good connection with them there, and they're always quick to point me to resources. Like, I actually ended up reaching out to Disability Services the past couple of quarters because it was just too much, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and I was getting really stressed, and my body reacts really strongly when I'm stressed. Like, I'll be throwing up and intestinal stuff, and it's yeah, just yeah. not fun. And I remember going into the office and meeting with someone, and he was also trans, and so he understood, like, why it might be complicated for me to get diagnoses and how that could possibly affect my insurance. And and so I was able to get signed up for all these things, and, like, I was able to get absences excused, like, late assignments were okay. And, you know, I didn't have to use them that often, but it was really nice to know that if I needed a break yeah. one day, I did not have to perform yeah you know yeah for you had a safety net there exactly yeah yeah that's a good it, feeling because yeah. then you feel, so <laughs> you feel confident you yeah. you were on this tightrope of university yeah. this super yeah. difficult path yeah. but it's nice to know that if something happens yeah. that you have support you know yeah and just that having lunch together sounds great yeah yeah that is really nice yeah <laughs> you know yeah that, was, that might have been one of the reasons i like drama was because yeah we all would hang out and that mm-hmm. was comforting yeah. too but again i had I had stress that uh, made my hair fall out around the back, like yeah. most of my hair fell yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I currently have uh, psoriasis from stress. And, mm. yeah, yeah, your body just goes poof. Yeah, yeah. Has... Can, yeah. The other the other day, I'm crossing the street back here, and uh, there's, I suppose, a mum with mm-hmm. a kid, and kid drops their uh, ice cream. Mm-hmm. Oh. And uh, the kid's crying. It's like, yeah. well, no whining. No whining, and then like like. It's not whining. Okay. It's sad. Like, yeah, it's like no whining, and then and then it's uh, getting across the street. You know, it's like I want another one. It's like she she says to him, "Suck it up, Buttercup." Really? Yeah, and it's like, well, as a human being, I can't turn to her and go, <laughs> yeah. "What are you fucking thinking?" But it's just like you know, you're just setting the timer on the yeah, bomb right yeah, now. Yeah. What you doing? Yeah. What you doing? That's not the way yeah. to do it at all, no, at no, fucking no, all. No. And I understand. Yeah. She's got her own problems. There's yeah. some things, and you got told this obviously in your past, yeah. but in yeah. no way is this how I mean, you deal with this. You can, I mean, as a parent, I I lost yeah. my temper when. How dare you? <laughs> well, I, I apologize. Child protective services, <laughs> please do. <laughs> you taking your... uh, over things like that, you know, but not because it happened once, but because of repetitive yeah. incidents or whatever. But I, you know, my my temper is a very short-lived temper. And it's sort of a non-directed temper as well. It's sort of everything in a yeah. brief shotgun blast re- area gets uh, gets me going. What the? <laughs> Throw something on the ground. Does or, it last uh, long? No, no. I'm not a not a long-term angry person. That's why I can't get in fights. Because getting in a fight involves getting in, you know, getting mad enough that you're going to have a fight. Going outside, where you're going to stage the fight. Well, by the time you go outside, 
I'm like, over it. Like, what are we doing? I'm not even. I don't I'm care. Bored. Yeah, I'm bored. Yeah. What are we doing? I don't remember now. Let's go play something. Let's play a game. Got a nice breath of fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. I never actually understand that with the whole fight situation. Is you like, really got to keep it. Like, because yeah. really, if you want to get into a fight and someone pushes you, yeah. you got to fight there. Because, yeah, by yeah. the time you walk yeah. outside and other people are like yeah. yelling at you and mm-hmm. going, come on, come on, come on. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This isn't right. I'm not a performing yeah. monkey. What's this what do I look about? like? What are the rules? Mm-hmm. How's this gonna go down? Yeah, Ugh. Uh, this is a this is a gravel it's a gravel uh, parking lot oh, in a, in a, by a church. Like, hand, I don't want to get blood. I don't yeah. exist. There's no good. That's you gotta remove your earrings and your heels. You That's know? right. Exactly. I just turned on yeah. the charm. Get ready to rip someone's weave out or something. <laughs> I don't know. I remember at my school there was an incident once, and I remember coming a week later, and there was still like the hair on the ground, and we were like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, do you know, okay, listen. Yeah. I know you're saying there's no such thing as a lazy person. Yeah. yeah. I say there's lazy birds then, because those birds should pick up that hair, yeah. put that into, Made a, into nest. a nest. That's your one job, birds. Yeah. Is you clean up this kind of mess. It might not have been bird time. Oh, was it bird birds time? might have been away. They're not nesting. Was this winter? Yes. Ah, there. there you go. Sorry yeah. for blaming the birds. Yeah, way to go. Yeah. But you better write them a letter. <laughs> I want a sincere no, letter sent to those send birds. Them a tweet. Oh, <laughs> enjoyable gosh. dad jokes. Come on. <laughs> I'm a dad. I gotta gonna give you. As a... Louis Riel said, "Don't leave me hanging." Uh, Canadian dad joke. <laughs> And we're back over this way. <laughs> I feel I, I I'm out of that topic. If you if someone Are you wants to carry, with real. we'll send you a comic book. We'll send you a comic. I, will, I will always appreciate comic books on my Very way. Good. We're probably going to load you up with some on the way on the way out of uh, out of this. You're making um, you're making. You're making one, two, one or two other listeners really jealous right now. Oh, who are we making jealous? I don't know. Just one or two other listeners. The rest of them are just kind of like, I don't want to meet those guys. But a couple of them are like, man, I wish I could meet Ian and Dave. We, we, Sit in we a room did, and talk with we them. We did a whole thing like last year. Yeah, yeah. We invited lots of people. Sure. We brought them to White Spot. Yep. We had, they had meals. Yep. Yeah. We're doing that with you. Yay. Yay. It's going to be fine. Have there, you have ever been to a White Spot? No. Sweet Lord above. You're, you're going to be so disappointed. You're going to be so disappointed. <laughs> I hate to tell you this. It is the most. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good at all. I mean, it's not bad. I like it a lot. I don't think it's bad. It's just, it's just, it's not for you. You know, okay, it's for us. It's like, here's what it'll be like. It'll be like someone um, went to a diner and then went back to their island, and then they described what a diner was to another person. Yeah. And that person built a diner based on what they said. Okay. And that's what White Spot is. Really? Yeah. Because it's not like a diner. No, like no. The tables are correct. Yeah. Uh, and there are burgers. Yeah. And milkshakes. Sure. Yeah. So it's like a diner. Yeah. But it's not like a diner. No, no. No. It's not. So it's like they... Yeah. It's not... But, it's but not it never... Right. It started that way, but it never was... No. It's a very strange it's place. It's a very strange place. Because yeah. it had a combination... Oh. Like the very first one... The very first actual like build because the guy and started it's got a name it. That sounds racist. Yeah, it's not. It's not at all. The guy who started it was he started it in a truck. Like he had a truck and he would he would like it was truck food and he oh. would. Oh, oh, always your first siren as it goes. Oh, <laughs> nice. Do you have a drink left? No, oh, it's like you finished your drink. Oh, you got some water. There you go. Nice. There you go. I finished my. You cool. fill up on clean Canadian Whoops. water before you go too. That was that was me <laughs> dropping a bottle. But you can in the bathrooms, unfortunately, because it's all warm, weird, tepid stuff. Depending on where Dave parked, we may be walking by a fountain, though. Please. <laughs> uh, we, so, so he, he took that, he took that little truck thingy and then he actually bought land and he built like this really beautiful restaurant on Granville Street. Just before you head out of Vancouver, there was this big restaurant that was a combination eat in 
And then also had a drive, drive in as well. And you'd drive in, turn on your lights, and the people would come out to your car, take your order, and then they would bring you a tray. Weirdly, oh. a long tray that would sit window to window in your car, and you would eat off this tray in your car. Huh. Then, but so you had like, so that was kind of a fancy restaurant. Sure. So it was kind of this weird combination. And it's always been that way. It's been this weird combination of a drive-in, but also a, a, a family restaurant. But because people who live in British Columbia from a very young age are are brainwashed into the white spot cult by the fact that there was pirate packs, these little pirate ship shaped cardboard things that your hamburger came in with a gold coin in it and, and the, the straw, straw with a mast oh with a sail. And there was a yeah. And is your ice cream came anymore? in it. Oh it is. You can it get is? it yeah. but you can't get it as an adult. Oh, like only once a year. Kid. Once a year. It's a, a charity day. They have uh, pirate pack. But days. you'll see you'll see them there. You'll see them there, yeah. And so maybe we could talk them into letting you have one if <laughs> Explain that you've yeah, never, never had before. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and so when, you know, so, and basically when I was a kid, my parents, that was probably the only place they took us when we were, mm. uh, for, as a regular going out to place to eat was White Spot. That was where we went. We'd go to White Spot, my dad would get liver and onions, my mom would get something else bland, we would get hamburgers. Then she would get tea and then we'd smoke a cigarette for the interminable after dinner <laughs> thing. You're like, oh, at home I can leave the table and go watch television. Here, I'm stuck. But we still look forward to going, of course. Yeah. And we didn't eat in the car too often because my dad, like me, is a, f- a fussy car person and didn't like greasy kids with their fingers all over the place. But those trays are a wonder. They're just a wonder. Because when the person comes out yeah. carrying this six-inch yeah. wide, maybe, you know, car, yeah. car-long yeah. tray with all the food on it, brings it out to your car, you're like, how are you not dropping that surfboard? Yeah. Covered with food. But yeah, no, they don't. See, I always imagine the trays just attaching to the windows. Like the A and W, but no, no, no it's no, not no. like an A and W or a, Son- or a Sonic. Did Sonic do that? But huh. um, I ate a Sonic once. It wasn't that great. It looks like it'll be great. Yeah. They have so much food, but then you realize none of it like tastes like anything. It's like, well, that's disappointing. If you have all that food, at least put some flavor in it. That's a good point. Yeah, we have White Spot, so we're not one to talk. <laughs> white Spot has flavor. You're gonna fucking hate it. Is what we're saying. <laughs> anyway, looking forward to you. Going yeah, looking forward to you coming yeah, with it's us. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Uh, the name White Spot uh, is uh, is based on like how cleanliness. But yes, that's right. Coincidentally, at that time, yeah. or around that time, there were things called white lunches uh, here that were uh, were diners where they went. We guarantee no Chinese food. So they were just like, just screw those fucks, you know, <laughs> those guys. It's just like that's just. Yeah, and you and they they were everywhere, and it was like, oh, are you really that scared that there's going to be? Oh no, they might Chinese be, food. Oh dear, oh dear, and, and, and they may try something new. Yeah, by the way, guess who won that fight? <laughs> Not them. <laughs> Not them at all. I was thinking that we got Chinese food la, uh, last week because uh, Mary, my oldest daughter, mm. gra- gra- had her convocation. Yeah. She officially graduated from from university. Wow, Yay. that's amazing. It is amazing because. I come from a really large family, yeah. and she's only the second Dedrick to graduate from university. Yeah. So I'm really proud of her. And the graduation gift, traditionally, is to be on your dad's podcast. That's right. <laughs> so she was. And uh, But we got Chinese food from this this restaurant we like in Abbotsford. And when I was driving home, I was thinking to myself, do they like cooking this this garbage that we like to eat as as Chinese food? And I'll put that in quotation. You know, sure. like sweet and sour pork and chow mein and all stuff like that. That was all basically invented here in North America as a way to appeal, like to sort of repackage Chinese food in a yeah. way that was appealing to, to to Western tastes. Like, are they kind of like, oh, making this garbage? Like, I don't know. I don't know how they. I should ask them next time I'm there. How do you feel about making this food? I think. Do you would rather be making like authentic Chinese food? Well, or? it depends how old they are. I mean, they probably, unless they've 
just come here. They're used to this and this. Yeah, is, they've been here you know, a long time. And kids sure. uh, have grown into this yeah, food yeah, anyway. Yeah. So it's. But yeah, the more the more you go down this hill, the yeah. more authentic the Chinese food. Yeah, uh, yeah, gets, gets. yeah, for sure. And it is interesting going because like I, half of my family is Cantonese. So if I go to a restaurant with them, I get a very different table. Sure. Than the table yeah. I get when I just go oh, with like, my wife and my yeah. sister. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's it's like. There, the other uh, a couple of months ago. So we they're went, racists. We went. Well, we went to we went to a restaurant. They have white lunches, but it means something totally different. I I I got a little bit steamed. The uh, oh, not, not something steamed though. There are delicious yeah. like a clam. There. Yes. Uh, I went in and I sat down and yep. we're there and uh, the the server comes up to me mm-hmm. and the first thing she says is beef and broccoli and I just felt like well. Fuck you. You know, it's like yeah, and you know. No, I'm gonna get the broccoli and beef. Yeah, that's right. But no, it just felt just like yeah. you know. Uh, white bread? Yeah, yeah. Was that what you want? Like white bread there? Yeah, okay, yeah. you know, it's just like, uh, mayonnaise on toast? Yeah. Is that what we can get for you there, buddy? It's just like, don't, don't do that. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> Like unfair. immediately judge, judge for that. And it was like, I, I can use chopsticks. There is that. And then, <laughs> that is the other shame. It's like, when, when they, when they, very nice. Brought the keyboard out. Yeah, when they, when they present you with the fork, you just want to go, no! You want to pick up the fork with your chopsticks and just put it away and, yeah. Whatever. Ugh. Just makes you, Mm, this makes me sad. <laughs> Foo. I kind of did want beef and broccoli, too. That's the problem. <laughs> she might have just been psychic. It's like, no, I will have the awful in blood, please. <laughs> extra blood. Thank you. Yeah, I guess there's I guess there's Chinese kids and they're like, they want junk food, so they want to go to like, you know, the smorgasbord at, at uh, Chopsticks, not to the authentic, uh, you know, Szechuan place or whatever. And like, I don't want that stuff. I want to go to the greasy spoon Chinese food buffet where it's just like... What kind of they just shovel it out into the thing? Well, there you go. What I've been told by okay, my my sister's mother in law. Yes. Uh we, we, we had a discussion about this. Oh, okay. So you're I, like we were why, cons- why are you leaving me guessing? We were concerned about yeah, one, what we ordered, yeah, and that we were eating it wrong. And and she said, Okay, there's nothing wrong you can order and you're not eating it wrong. There's no <laughs> wrong way to eat it. And if they feel that you are, yeah. they're a terrible restaurant. Oh. And shame on them. Oh, good for So, her. yeah. And I was like, oh, all right. And from that point on, I felt fine. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. Yeah, you're guests at their, you're right. at their restaurant. You're yeah. buying food You're paying from them. guests at their restaurant. <laughs> you're paying guests at the <laughs> yeah. restaurant. They should yeah. be happy for you there. Yeah, yeah. Don't be a snob about it. Well, sh- yeah. Yeah. We got amazing Chinese food here. We're going to White Spot afterwards, though. <laughs> so, that's what, we're, that's what we're doing. Now, we're getting close to music time. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Sure. Uh, again, anytime you can still throw in questions. So, if you have a question. topics. Things about Canada. So, you, you were, were you surprised when you walked into the, to our quote unquote studio? Yes. Discover that yeah. it's. Oh, what was the it surprising is... element besides how messy it is? <laughs> well, actually, for me, it doesn't, it's more like a. I don't collection apologize for the mess, of... but interesting artifacts or not artifacts that's not the right word no there are artifacts. Yeah. this is a box full of artifacts yes. right here for sure <laughs> then maybe that is the right word but I, I, it's just so large like to ah. me i'm used to very small it's, it is a nice like room. this to yeah. me is quite impressive i was expecting something like a closet size yeah. originally almost, this know? was uh, my wife uh, pia and i uh both had this place together yeah. she's she currently works at home because she's changed the medium she works in but the comic book Why the Last Man was almost all done here. Wow. So right right there was uh, was where that was. <laughs> we have a was. plaque. There's a plaque and behind the box. On the other and side, this books. is this is where yeah. I proposed to her and she went, Aww. uh maybe. Uh, we <laughs> is that what you on. got? Yeah, we got like a little bit of a maybe there. Wow. There's a lot there was a lot to think about. Wow. Hey, relationships are all about open communication. Yeah, it was a lot about I, yeah. See I just I preemptively 
as we, as you know, I preemptively proposed by knocking up my wife. <laughs> so it was really like I already had like an in. Yeah. Well, I can tell. Yeah. That's really the only way to do it. Um, okay. Well. Uh, yeah. Then we got posters for all the sketch shows yeah. we did back there. <laughs> and uh, a TV show I did once upon a time is on the wall there. Uh, I'm trying to. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm trying to find a way of moving out of here because I think the space is now too big. Yeah. So we're going to try and find a way of moving into the this all into the house. Oh. But it's such an expensive uh, procedure to move all this stuff. It's cheaper to stay for a while. <laughs> but maybe in about three or four months we might be. So get an eyeful now. Yeah. Uh, you'll see HK up there. That is Hell Kitty Studios. Those are letters from the Ridge Theater, which used to be a big uh, single theater uh, here in Vancouver. And that was from the Marquee. And so I bought a couple yeah. of letters yeah. uh, from them there. Didn't steal the E. Nope. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else here. Nope, that's the whole damn thing. Oh, there's uh, RX Comics. Used to be the comic book store that was below. Uh, I took the sign uh, from them, bought it from them. I've also got a couple of signs over there, chalkboards, from Reno's Restaurant, which mm. was a restaurant that used to be across the street that I went to a lot. And so I like getting chalkboards from the last day of a, sh- of a, sh- yeah. of a shop. And I've still got to get them, you know, laminated or what have you. Yeah, some way of having them varnished you know, lock, or whatever. Having some, yeah, them, yeah. Them all. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some sort of spray, spray on. But we've that. done, yeah, we've done a lot of uh, live shows here. We've done our podcast here. There's a lot of nice memories here. But it's probably about time to move on from here. Hmm? Yeah. And have you, do you guys already have a spot lined up? Or? Probably going to be at the at the house because we're renting a house yeah. right now. And it depends whether or not we get the upstairs. We've got the, the middle and bottom floor. If we do get the upstairs, then we yeah. move stuff to there. And occasionally here, yeah. you see Margaret Atwood wandering the hallways Ooh. now because she did a comic book with a fellow named Johnny Christmas just up, yeah. the, up, the, up the way. And there's comic books being made across across the way here too. It used to be a real dodgy place with a lot of phone scam stuff, mm. and then P and I moved in, and then a lot of other comic book people moved in, and then it became a very artsy building. And so that's that's felt nice. That's better. Yeah, it's much better. They seem they seem much happier with it as this than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was a very dodgy before us. This was a very dodgy photo studio. Oh, uh, okay. Wink, wink, photo studio. Wink, wink. That was called yeah. wink, wink, photo. Wink, wink, photo studio. <laughs> wink, wink. Oh, two wink, wink, four wink, winks. Wink, wink, make sure the blinds work. Wink, wink, photo studio. Wink, wink. Yeah. Oh, that kind of photo studio. Yeah, right next to a phone kind of scam place that uh, we saw on the equivalent of 60 Minutes, uh, W5. Really? Oh yeah, gosh. I was watching W5 once, and I noticed that uh, it was uh, they were shooting across the street from here <laughs> because there was a scam going on between these guys and then the mailbox oh. downstairs. Oh. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting. And could you see you looking out the window at their cameras? No, this was right show? before I, 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 oh, I okay. moved in. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, it's a place from W5. <laughs> and then I didn't want to mention that to the guy when I was moving in. Yeah. yeah. And then like a couple of months later, I went, you know, yeah. I saw you on that uh, TV show. And he's yeah. like, what TV show are you talking about? You know, you were on W5. He had no idea he was on W5. What? And then he went like, that explains a few things. And like, it certainly does. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So that's, uh, wow. that's the uh, Hell Kitty the Studios. The history of the place. Yep. Hell Kitty. There's the story of Hell Kitty yeah. Studios. Yep. The ballad of Hell Kitty Studios. Now, David. Yes. Every every other week on this show, mm-hmm. we go on a journey, a musical journey. We do. And uh, someone picks a theme. They tell you a song. Yep. You then pick five songs, which means six songs. And you play them for the good people. That's true. Is that going to happen right now? That's going to happen right now. And I'm going to tell you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we'll do it live. <laughs> live experience. Yep. But While just... you do that, I'm going to download my song for later on. Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. What's the, what's the theme, my friend? So um, this, week's, this week's theme was suggested to us by Hayden, 
Who actually? Thanks, Hayden. Thanks, Thank Hayden. Thank you. Kia Ora, Hayden. He comes from New Zealand. I think I. Oh, I think I mispronounced that entirely. Just like that uh, comedian whose name again has escaped me. Natty Gan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so he says, as someone from New Zealand is wont to do, Kia Ora. I have been really enjoying the musical series and would like to hear what Dave can come up with in the theme of swords. Swords? Yes. Well, the theme song from uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. There you go. That's exactly what I chose. <laughs> exactly what I chose. Then he says in brackets, as a HEMA practitioner? Do you know what H-E-M-A? He- yeah. Oh, I should know what that is. Me too. Ah. Uh, heavy equipment martial arts. Practitioner of swords take up a big chunk of... Of my mental space. And it would be good to see if Dave can add things to my list outside of heavy slash power metal. For example, <laughs> Hammerfall. Oh, I love Hammerfall. <laughs> Sorry. Really? Yeah. There you go. I am not a big heavy metal fan, so this list has no heavy metal. <laughs> All Hammerfall. All Hammerfall. Come on, Dave. I will accept no less. I just have a record of me Holy recording of me is using our next it. podcast. I'll just record me uh, using an anvil. If that's a bit too narrow, maybe stretch it out to dueling or even songs to play during a duel. Have fun with it. I did not go that way. I had more than enough sword songs. When you start thinking about it, you're like, there's not that many sword songs. And you start thinking, you're like, man, there's a lot of songs that mention swords in it. I am now wondering if this uh, office has any swords in it. Why do you want to have yeah, a sword Yeah, why don't you keep talking? I'm going to see if we've got swords. <laughs> okay. I wonder Continue. if I could connect the Man of War song. What is it? Like Solid Steel or no, Heavy Metal. But that's, I don't oh, know if I can really mm. connect that one. Yeah. Wow, sorry. Heavy metal. That one's more just metals in general. It's just metals in general. It's just, <laughs> could be anything. Could actually be an anvil. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I put together a little list of songs for Hayden, and these are all songs that are are um, sword related. Not just sword in the title; they're actually sword in the lyrics. Uh, and so, okay, <laughs> Ian did not find. Horse you found a hobby horse. That's yeah, good. No, I, yeah, I, I don't think, think that's we, good. I think we brought all the swords home, but we did have quite a few swords for a while. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! It was considered. It was, they said it was too dangerous to have, a, have an office full of swords. <laughs> People could be arguing. Surprising amount of puppets in this office. Go ahead. So <laughs> the first song I chose is yes, by a little band. I don't know if you remember this band, The English Beat. Remember the English Beat? Yeah, they. they uh, I remember one James, time in history James they stopped the world. They melted with us. Yes. No. That's that modern, English. modern English. That's I'm modern sorry. English. All right. What you mean, the English Beat? Yeah. Is that the one that melted with us when they stopped the world? <laughs> Once again, modern English. What are they most famous for? Ah, uh, what song are they most famous for? Um, because they're famous for something that sounds a lot like that mm. other song. Well, they did save it for later. Oh, there you go. You know that song? Yeah. Save it for later. No, Dave, not now. Oh, sorry. Save it for later? <laughs> sorry. Please respect the song. So this is from their... This is, uh, <laughs> this is from their first album, which was yeah. called uh, I Just Can't Stop It. And of course, in England, they were known as The Beat. They became The English Beat because their name stepped in the toes of a power pop group who are also called The Beat here in North America. Oh. So they had to add English to their name to become The English oh. Beat. So we could differentiate them, who were having some mild success from the beat who had some mild success in the 70s. That's like the band Martha and the Muffins uh, and then a uh, bag of English muffins. That's right. That's right. Martha and English muffins were a different band, entirely different from it's Martha and the Muffins. It's more fun with you here. Dave just gives me the cold shoulder. At least I'm getting some support <laughs> for this garbage. <laughs> I, have, I have twice fist bumped you <laughs> for the lamest yes, jokes. Yes, sir, you have. So I think Your that knuckles is, are raw with some That is more than enough. 
<laughs> that is more than you deserve. Uh, so this song is uh, from from uh, I just can't. I'm sorry, I just can't stop it. Their first album, and what I got this album in an interesting way because um, I was at Zulu Records and I was shopping for records. An alternative record store here. In it was Michael. they had new and used records, and I was looking through their used records section, and I saw this record there. And then one of the guys who owned the store said, "Hey, if you two guys." My friend and I, Rob, yeah. former former guest of the show. Former if you wouldn't, friend. if you wouldn't, former friend, <laughs> if you wouldn't mind, uh, if you could take these flyers and run them up to the Soft Rock Cafe and, you know, distribute them around on the tables there, I would really appreciate it. So I was like, hey, no problem. So we ran up, we put a bunch of these flyers around the tables in this in this restaurant slash performance space, yeah. for actually for Jonathan Richmond, a show that my friend and I were going to anyway. Uh, and then we came, we ran back down, and he said, oh well, thanks a lot for doing that. You can have a free record. And so my free record I chose was I Just Can't Stop It, the English Beat record, because I really like that album, uh, because it had um, the song I like the best under there is, is Click Click, which is a song about suicide. But anyway, enough of them, it's because it's sort of an interesting song. But they also did Mirror on the Bathroom was the song from that. Okay, Mirror on the Bathroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then... Um, I could do that with any, any song. And it's true, yeah. You, <laughs> you know, know that, that song? song? Click Click. Click Click. <laughs> you know that song? You know that song? <laughs> Monkeys on the Horses? Monkeys oh, yeah, yeah. Monkeys on the Horses. <laughs> Yeah, everyone, everyone that song. Anyway, it's so yeah. Unfortunately, Pegasus. Monkeys around the horses. Now I'm doing exactly what the funny man. <laughs> That's an actual song. So anyway, this song is metal cover. <laughs> That's right. This song is from the album. It's called Two Swords, and the, in the lyrics of the song, it says, "It's a, oh, you got your uh, got your sword out." Uh, in the song, it's called Two Swords, and the idea is that two swords clashing to sharpen each other. Oh. And so the idea is, I think it was a t- they're trying to create some sort of dialogue between the the sort of uh, national front, the sort of neo-Nazi group that was popular in England at that time, uh, trying to between them and then the groups that were doing the rock against racism and stuff like that. Mm. So that's what this song is about. Yeah. Because um, uh, the English Beat were a mixed uh, race band; they had both black mm-hmm. uh, players and and white players, and they they came together just like most of the other ska bands yeah. at that time period. They were mixed mixed bag. And, of course, everyone got mad at them for that. And they're like, hey, don't get mad. Listen to this song. We're like two swords. Called Two Swords. Yeah, let's not be two swords and sharpen ourselves. Let's have some love. So, anyway, here's here's the song, Two Swords. Another, and in the long run, he's your brother. Sitting another country, Nazi. 
the Dickies, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love the Dickies. My favorite song by them? Yeah. Curb Stomp. Oh, the song goes, Curb Stomp! <laughs> That's right. Curb Stomp! <laughs> it kind of does yeah. that, actually. Curb Stomp! Yeah. So, do you yeah. think the Dickies song, Dickies work is, sounds like that? Uh, I just mean in the beat. Yeah, of, yeah. Sounds yeah. very familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have a kind of similar time period. Yeah, that's yeah. The English beat didn't really make it. They didn't. Yeah. They couldn't break America. They did have some a little bit of success. They had some songs and music movies of the time period, but but I guess it was just people were confused. They were all buying all the beat records. The beat had a the the, ba- the American yeah. band. The beat had a big. No, I don't know what happened. But uh, <laughs> when they broke up, uh, Rankin Roger, who was sort of the toaster singer in the band, and then Dave Wakeling started a band called General Public, and then two of the other guys in the band, David. Uh, David Steele and I think the other guy's name was Ellen Cox. They started uh, Fine Fine Young Cannibals, and they both own islands somewhere, I guess, at this point, they and really they're retired. Missed the chance to name the band uh, Steel Cox. That would be yeah. pretty yeah. good. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think it would have not metal been... enough. <laughs> it's too metal, I think. <laughs> it's too metal. How metal is too metal? The band, That's the true. band was maybe too too metal. Uh, you know what? What, Dave? You know when we play music on on a show made in Canada, yeah, we have to have some CanCon. <laughs> it's got to be thirty percent Canadian content. That's right. a law. That's right. It is That's a why law. We the bring land. out the CanCon can. That's why we bring out the CanCon. And uh, can- and we can- empty the CanCon can. I can't even say that word. <laughs> the CanCon, as I was almost going to say there. Yeah, CanCon was uh, was that giant ape that yeah. sca- that went up the CN Tower. Went up the CN Tower. And, That's uh, right. Through uh, through through Rush Records down on the people below. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, it was beauty killed the beast, cool. eh? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> what a beauty. What a hoser. Oh, jeez. Look at that uh, freaking ape climbing up there, eh? Oh, oh hey. geez, it's oh, not look. Margaret Trudeau. Oh, oh look. Here. Oh, no, she's giving birth to Justin. Oh, here what come, a beautiful baby. Here come the snowbirds. Oh, the snowbirds are buzzing him, eh? Oh, yeah. They're not shooting. They're just no, doing they formation no flying around him. Yeah. yeah, no, it's real. Oh, it's real. Oh, geez, beauty, eh? Good beauty. Ape. <laughs> good ape, eh? <laughs> you say... Good ape, eh? Good ape, ape. Wouldn't that work better? Sure. Good ape. What's your next song? <laughs> we got to go to White Spot. There was a wonderful time period in the late 90s. James's mum later. <laughs> oh, I'm interested. Uh, when what? What's that? Mean? I don't know. I just say, that sounded creepy. I just, that's what I was going for. Nice. I succeeded. Nice. I succeeded. Uh, I was just making inappropriate oh, comments about a guest's James mother. Oh what no! An interesting thing. Though. I don't know how much of a fan my dad would be about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll cut that out of the show. <laughs> anyway, in the late nineties, in the late nineties, it went, it went from us just joking about this weird ape thing to just solemn silence. Like that was awkward. What happened? I was waiting for a break so I could get on with the next oh, song. Okay, go ahead. As I was instructed to do before I made an inappropriate comment. Please carry on. And talk about falling on my sword, which this song is called Fall on My Sword. Oh, okay. Uh, it's just, oh, that's why I did that, actually. I wanted to get a thematic thing sure. going here. Uh, so I was going to say, there was a wonderful time in the late 90s when bands decided that they should try to remake pet sounds and do lots of like, you know, like lots have lots yeah. of strings and, and yeah. instrumentation in their songs. And it didn't catch on. No one actually wanted it, but I loved it. What a great time! Yeah. And this band, uh, they were from Halifax, uh, kind of part, kind of a not part of the real Halifax scene that was like Sloan and the Inbreds and the Auteurs and you know Jade and all those bands. They were kind of like outside of that, but they were from Halifax, and uh, they're called the Heavy Blinkers. 
They put out some great albums. I bought their first album, The Heavy Blinkers, and then I went through a time period where I couldn't keep track of what was actually happening in music, so I missed some of their later albums, but got them later on. I own two, I own two records, or two CDs on Brobdingnagian record, record label. One is The Heavy Blinkers, the other is The Local Rabbits, third, third CD, third album. So those are the, I, I'm gonna assume that's all they put out, were those two, two things. And then they, they went the way of all Brobdingnagians. They had a fight with Lilliput Records, and then it was a disaster. Um, that was too literary. No, no, I was just like, I know we're, I know we haven't got a million miles of time. Otherwise, I would have done a whole bunch of Halifax references. It's just like okay. happens to all bands in Halifax. They all get bored, go down, eat some potatoes, and bud the spud down the street. <laughs> they just get drunk. There's too much and, Canadian uh, in the show already. We, outside the we have, we filled our own CanCon. Don't worry. All right, we're good. fine. So this song is oh, called. Geez. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh eh? jeez. So this song is like it's called Follow My Sword. Eh? Uh, by the Heavy Blinkers from their album. I can't remember the name of it. Let's just say it's called the Heavy Blinkers. Sure. Okay. Heavy Blinkers! <laughs> Here we go. Won't follow my sword But any minute now I might fall through the floor It's so hard I wake up I pass out on the ground The apple of your eye
so you can kind of hear the yeah. yeah you can hear the pet sounds influence yeah, there and yeah. the instrumentation the horns yeah. and the the use of the vibraphone or marimba or whatever they're using uh yeah they're r- really great actually good really good band and I'm out, i was like my amazement though is that someone thought you know what you guys could be really big i'm going to spend a lot of money <laughs> producing an album with strings and and uh, and you know and other session musicians or unless they played their own marimbas and stuff it's possible but yeah it's uh it's a good song agree it's a good song we all agree good yeah. song and I rem- we have quorum. Motion passes. <laughs> and I remembered while I w- we were listening to it that uh, it's the album's called "This This Night Is Still So Young," which is a, mm. another track on the I album. Like that. They're very good. I really like them. Yeah. They, and they also have a sense of humor. Some songs are kind of funny. And if and, you don't uh, have a sense of humor in Halifax, they just throw you, you into the sea. If you don't have a sense of humor in Canada, we just want to throw you into the yeah, sea. Yeah, but luckily, uh, well, yeah, but if you're in like Saskatchewan, there's we drive. We'll drive you. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. We'll take you there. You want to see the sea? Come on with me. Oh, geez. Yeah, sure. Where yeah, are you going? Pick him up, splash. Oh, jeez, this was three days wasted. <laughs> Shouldn't have done this. That was stupid of me. It's your own fault. So, that's not all the ca- all the Canadian content that we're going to have in this show, though. No, no, we're also going to have two thirds of this show be Canadians. We've already est- we've already established <laughs> we've already established that this, this this singer is my father, my my musician father, and I love this was my favorite album when I was a kid when I was in like grade grade four and five. I would listen to this album so much. I listened to it so much that my mum. Took me to see this musician, even though. Oh, I thought I was say, took me to a therapist. Yes, that's right. Kid. That's exactly where I was going. I'm glad that you jumped there as the first thing. Have we not established that my parents would never do that? <laughs> Suck it up, Buttercup. That's what they said. Uh. Quit whining. Uh, no, my mom took me to see this. Uh, I'm gonna say it was Gordon Lightfoot. Good. I love Gordon Lightfoot so much as a kid, and this was my favorite album. My my dad. As Canadians, you have to love. Gordon yeah, we have to. We have to, yeah. have to love Gord. And and plus, his name's Gord, which is very Canadian. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And then, uh, so um, I'm going to play the song because I just love this song so much. And like I say, my mom took me, it was actually two things. She took me to see Gordon Lightfoot at the Queen Elizabeth Theatre here in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful theatre. The show had some blue material in it because it wasn't really for kids. It was a adult singing for adults. My mom got very uptight about it. He should be making jokes like that. To which I said, <laughs> mom, I don't even know what he's talking yeah, about. Exactly. I'm in grade four. <laughs> But then after the concert, she took me to White Spot. We ha- sat at the bar, the, the, the counter, oh, and yeah. we had some burgers after the concert, which is, just made it even more wonderful that your mom would take you to a concert <laughs> to see you nice. together and have a burger. And you broke out your dictionary, looked up what the dirty words were. <laughs> oh, right. I get it. Oh, and that's what he's talking about. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> um, that's what I said to my mom. I know what fucking is. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's play uh, this. Oh, sorry. sorry. You go ahead. No, go ahead. I remember getting into so much trouble as an elementary school kid. Because I remember, like, I think it was my dad told me, like, oh, ass means donkey or something like that. Like, it's not a bad word or something. Yeah. I remember being to school and wanting to show off this word Uh-oh. and getting in trouble and being like, what? But it just means donkey. But we love yeah. donkeys. Yeah. My first day of kindergarten, walking in, someone had written the word fuck really, yeah. really big in front of the front door. Yeah. yeah. I went, hey, mom. Fuck! And then I got like, <laughs> shut up! Shut up! Slide. Oh my god! So the first oh thing, my, my first experience going to school was, yeah. I can read! Shut up! Don't tell anyone <laughs> you can read! Shame on you for that first word you read! And it was basically like that for the rest of my education. Oh my god, I oh. remember, it, I think it was like third grade, no, not third grade, I never went to third grade, second grade, 
Let's say second We've grade. established you skipped third grade, okay? The first time you mentioned it casually, we went like, that's fair. Yeah, you mentioned I, it casually. I, that's I good. And then, like, the second time you mentioned it, we're like, we get it. You're smart. I, it wasn't intentional. It was oh. part of the move to Las Islas Canarias when my mom went back to school. Blah, 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 blah. Very yes. good. Grading, grades different. People start school different ages. Sure they do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sec- I remember I was so proud because I just wor- learned this new word to refer to like ketchup and mayo mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And I was oh. like, condiments, what a wonderful world to encapsulate all of this terminology. Yeah. Yeah. And in class, my teacher like asked a question or something and I-, I thought the answer would be condiments. And so I say this really loudly in class and all the kids start laughing, the teacher's laughing and the teacher's like, that's not a real word. Yeah. Ah, that happened to you too. Yeah. yeah. Did that not happen to you with the, yeah. with the word? Yes. Yeah. Eon. The word eon. Oh, eon. Like as in, yeah, for yeah. eons, yeah. Really? Yeah, measurement of time. And I knew it yeah. because there was like, uh, I knew it before, yeah. but I double knew it because there was a Christmas special and they had, it was about like Rudolph's shiny new year and mm-hmm. involved time and there was like a bird there called Aeon yeah. that was like representative of time and I went, yeah. and I went oh, you know what, that L of time is Aeon. Yeah. No, it isn't, says the teacher to me. You're just yeah. saying that because it's your name. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's how you do it. So, like, if my name was Gord, I'd be like, hey, you know, Gord means an element of time. Well, actually, Gord means a gourd. Well, forget it. Anyway, happy Halloween, everybody. Back to Gordon Lightfoot. That's right. That's right. A pumpkin is a gourd, everyone. Sure it is stupid. Quit showing off. You're just like that because your name's Gord. Yeah, you're dumb. Your name's Gord, eh? Yeah. All right, so let's play, speaking of Gord, eh, let's play some Gord. All right. This is uh, from his album, Don Quixote. This is the title track. Through the woodland, through the valley Comes a horseman wild and free Tilting at the windmills passing Who can the brave young horseman be? He is wild, but he is mellow He is strong, but he is weak He is cruel, but he is gentle He is wise, but he is meek Reaching for his saddlebag He takes a battered book into his hand Standing like a prophet bold, he shouts across the ocean to the shore Till he can shout no more I have come over and mountain like the hawk upon the wing I was once a shining knight who was the guardian of a king I have searched the whole world over looking for a place to sleep I have seen the strong survive and I have seen the lean grow weak See the children of the earth who wake to find the table bare See the gentry in the country riding off to take the air Reaching for his saddlebag he takes a rusty sword into his hand Then striking up a knightly pose he shouts across the ocean to the shore But he can shout no more See the jailer with his key who locks away all trace of sin See the judge upon the bench who tries the case as best he can See the wise and wicked ones who feed upon life's sacred fire See the soldier with his gun who must be dead to be admired See 
See the man who tips the needle See the man who buys and sells See the man who puts the collar On the ones who dare not tell See the drunkard in the tavern Stemming gold to make ends meet See the youth in ghetto black Condemned to life upon the street Reaching for his saddlebag He takes a tarnished cross into his hand Standing like a preacher now He shouts across the ocean to the shore Then in a blaze of tangled hooves He gallops off across the dusty plain In vain to search again What no one will hear Through the woodland, through the valley Comes a horseman wild and free Tilting at the windmills passing Who can the brave young horseman be? He is wild but he is mellow He is strong but he is weak He is cruel but he is gentle He is wise but he is meek So, of course, you can see why that appealed to a grade four uh, child <laughs> so much. It's a song but, and it repeats and mm-hmm, does this thing. Mm-hmm, and here we go. Mm-hmm. And one more time. This same rhythm. He yeah. is hot and he is cold. And he is tall and yeah. he is short. And he is wide and yeah, he is slim. Exactly. And he's yeah. a cat and he's a dog. And he is up and he is down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's more sensible than what you said. I'm yeah. the sky, and I'm the sea, and I'm a leaf, but I'm a tree. Okay, and so on. Oh. That's fun to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> I that? get it. That was kind of fun. I kind of like the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forget it now. Yeah, if, yeah. You, uh, if you go to Don't any Canadian's back. phone, you can go like, uh, hey, you got some Gordon Lightfoot on there? And everyone will have some Gordon Lightfoot. They must have some, yes. Uh, at least... At least sundown would be the the, the one yeah. true go to. Just do a test. Let me see if I can do this. Hey Siri, let's see if this works. Play Gordon Lightfoot. No idea if I have Gordon Lightfoot on here. Let's see if this works. Nope, nothing played. Ah, oh. it should have though. <laughs> sorry, not, not a Canadian apparently. Anyway, I'm sorry to uh, I'm sorry to everybody's uh, phones that just turned on and <laughs> just started playing Gordon Lightfoot. Um, I remember we did that one week, yeah, that's right. and it was uh, I, I yelled for Siri to open Grinder, and oh, uh, no. and uh, it opened it, up your phone. It yeah. opened first. It did my phone, yeah. then it did that on my phone when I played it for myself. <laughs> and I'm sure many people had that happen on there. Well, wouldn't phone. it be Wouldn't it be voice sensitive though? Is it or is it Teddy One's voice? I don't know. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I know with sound like with my Android, I had to train the voice mm-hmm. to listen to, to 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 hear my voice to react. So it responds to my voice, not to someone else. Maybe it's different with iPhones because I know I can operate my mom's Siri. So, oh, okay. But we don't have that different of voices either. Yeah, yeah there's some DNA yeah. there. Probably. There's a little DNA. Yeah, yeah. If, if if you've got the same and DNA also, as your mom, I don't know. <laughs> and also growing up in the same household and learning language from that is my true. Parents. <laughs> <laughs> so when it, so everyone got to learn a bit yeah. of uh, Don Quixote uh, in a in an in an Ontario accent. We'll have that song in our heads now for the rest of our lives. <laughs> It's a good song. I love that song. It is good and I it is bad. I remember trying to read Don Quixote as like a little kid because I had mm. heard of it and I was like, oh, okay, this seems like a book a lot of people talk about, but I was a little kid and I remember reading it being like, this is... Yeah, it's a bit yeah. a little advanced. It's a little advanced. <laughs> it's a little advanced. And it's written in two parts. Let's see there. Yeah. 
Because he wrote, wrote the first part, and then many years later he came back to finish it. So right. it has two different attitudes to itself. It's right, there was uh, Don Coyote, which is the sequel to Night of the Living Coyote. Mm-hmm. And Night of the Living Coyote is public yeah. domain, but Don Coyote is uh, still under copyright. So... <laughs> All takes place in a mall with this guy outside trying to poke it with a big uh, Jeff. <laughs> oh, we're having fun. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> I really want to see a zombie Don Quixote. Yeah. Don of the Quixote. Don of the Quixote. <laughs> so, yes, dead before Don Quixote. That's right. When there's no room in the windmills in hell. <laughs> there's no room in the windmills of your hell. Sure. The windmills oh. of your hell. Uh, I want to introduce the next song by saying, poor Gene Clark. Oh, yeah, poor Gene Clark. What, what's you, up? <laughs> this poor Gene Clark. What? I always feel sorry for Gene Clark. Gene Clark... Who's Gene Clark? David? He was he was a singer. He was a songwriter. Yeah. He started off. He lived. He grew up in a, in the farms and like I don't think he was from Missouri. Right. Lived on a farm and then he became a folk singer. He like sang in one of the many you know kind of like the new Christy Minstrels, the oh. such and such singers you know that to, were touring around uh, in America of uh, the early sixties. And then he came to, to L.A. and he uh, and some other guys started the band The Birds, which I think most people would have yeah. heard of The Birds, and now, Gene was the singer, the songwriter of the band in the beginning. So, you know, but even though they were like covering Bob Dylan's Mr. Tambourine Man, on the other side of that 45 was a Gene Clark song. So, when the royalties started coming in, the band were getting mechanical yeah. performance royalties, but Gene Clark was getting extra, I'm going to buy a nice car, songwriter royalties for the B-side, which no one knew at the time. Like, no one understood that's how it worked. So, they're all like really jealous of Gene. Most jealous was David Crosby, who was also in The Birds at that time. Mm. And I've always hated David Crosby. Even though I love his music, mm. I've always had a little bit of a hatred for David Crosby because he kind of destroyed Gene Clark in a way in The Birds. Like he, he nagged him and nagged him and, and made Gene Clark really nervous about playing guitar. So Gene Clark stopped playing the acoustic guitar in the band. He would just bang a tambourine because David Crosby bugged him yeah. so much about it. And I used to really dislike that about David Crosby until I learned recently that he went to a private school. Then I was like, oh, he went to school with a bunch of boys. That's why when he, he left school, he took all that boyish locker room way of being and to put it into a band with a bunch of creative people where it doesn't quite work the same way because, you know, when you're like constantly like, you know, you know, doing that kind of like burns and stuff like that on people, you're just joking. Or it's a way of like kind of, it's a sort of a, a control yeah, way. But the meanness. Uh, it was a sort of mean tongue and you yeah. kind of like, you know, zap people all the time and stuff like that. But in a school, people will zap back and they'll kind of come back and forth on it. But when you go into the world where people aren't maybe used to that, they didn't grow up around a bunch of guys in, in a locker room doing all this kind of locker room stuff, your reaction is, oh, I'm getting, <laughs> getting put down. This guy doesn't like me. <laughs> you don't know you're supposed to like have a back and forth on it. And you, he'll zing you and you zing him and that, that. You're more, you're just like, oh, I'm not going to play the guitar anymore. So Gene Clark stopped oh. playing the guitar, and then he was really neurotic, and he had, and he actually had a real fear of flying. Yeah. And so then they went to England, and he had a really hard time going to England, and then coming back again. And, they, and from the experience, he wrote Eight Miles High, but he he basically quit the birds at that point. He's just like, I don't want to tour anymore. I'm going to leave the band. I'm going to leave the birds and start my own solo career. And really, he kind of put the end to his career because he couldn't. Uh, you can't. It's hard for someone, to, you know, like to us or to maybe to someone in a band. They're like. Well, I'm writing all these songs, so everyone knows who I am. Like they're seeing like all these songs I like. She don't care about time, or whatever. It's got you know 
well, the original ones had E. Clark because his name was actually Eugene Clark. Mm -hmm. But then later he put G. Clark. And so people see that, they know that I'm the writer. Mm -hmm. So then they're going to go, well, I'm going to follow this G. Clark to the next project he's doing. Well, that's not how it works. Like the, the name of the band is what's important, mm -hmm. not the members of it. And so he did a great album with the Gostin brothers called Gene Clark, or also called Echoes. And then he formed this uh, fantastic group with Doug Dillard, who was a banjo player, called uh, Dillard and Clark, and they did a couple of really fine albums. And then he did solo albums, like uh, one, it's just called Gene Clark, but it's often called White Light. It's a beautiful album. Then he did like Roadmaster. So he's doing these albums, but none of them are like really catching on because it's just Gene Clark, even though they're beautiful albums. Uh, then the birds reunited and they did, they did a couple of like birds reunion albums and, and he, the songs he contributed to them were just so good. And he did a couple of covers on them and they're just so good that, that David Geffen of, of what at that time would have been Asylum Records assigned Gene Clark to do an album because he was so impressed with, with the, the music he'd done on the birds thing. And so Gene Clark like put his heart into this album that was called No Other. He got this uh, producer, his name was Thomas Jefferson K. And this guy already kind of reputation as like kind of over icing the cake when it came to production. So like this album is this like is like kind of like a wall of sound, like as many musicians as you could fit in the studio with a bunch of backup singers and all the stuff happening. And it was really expensive and it like went way over budget. And apparently Asylum were so angry. David Geffen was so angry about it going over budget that he basically sabotaged the record so that it had no chance of succeeding. Wow. And Gene Clark was just destroyed by it. Also, at that time, he'd been living in Mendocino with his wife and family in up near San Francisco. And he was kind of living like a real nice, clean life. He wasn't drinking. He wasn't doing drugs and stuff like that. He was being like a dad and, and, and being creative. But when he went down to L.A. to start recording the album, he immediately fell back into these old habits and discovered this brand new drug that everyone was doing that he missed out on early co earlier called cocaine. Oh. And he's like, hey, this cocaine's really great. In fact, I think I should just live for this drug because I, I don't think I need anything else but this drug. And do I have to do music to get it? Okay, well, I'll do music as well. But really, this drug is really great, guys. I want to let you know yeah. that you should just be doing everything you can to get this drug. Whatever it takes. Like, I don't care. So his career kind of went down the, the tubes after that. And it's too bad. But... He still did some okay stuff after, you know, like, but it's not nearly as focused and great as White Light or yeah. Roadmaster so or No Other. So what is this from? The song? So this is from No Other. Okay. It's called From a Silver File, P-H-I-A-L. And uh, it's a really beautiful song. Like, I think Gene Clark is just one of the best singers of that time period. And let's All hear right. him. And then you you decide, listener. <laughs> are, you, are you talking specifically about... No, I'm talking James? to... Okay, James, you decide. <laughs> you, decide. you have the final say over whether <laughs> this song is beautiful or not. Wow, after all that buildup, you know, I mean, a lot of pressure. He's, he's long. Be you. Yeah, you decide if Gene Clark is as, as beautiful as Yeah, I'm going to get him on the phone so he can hear you say uh, He's passed away, but, you know, get him his, ghost, his ghost. We'll get the Ouija, Ouija bird out and Pull out the cat he'll legs. see what he has to say. <laughs> yes. Yeah, if you still have that cat leg, it could yeah, really, yeah. really help. And the tortoise shell with bones in it. We'll, yeah, we'll exactly. use that. To, probably they were cat bones when you think about it, right? Huh. The kind of cat leg. Anyway, on that happy note, here's from a silver file by by Gene Clark from from a fantastic album called No Other called Cat Legs. <laughs> Here we go, everyone. A refuse from a silver file.
I think a, a beautiful voice and just a wonderful yeah. songwriter. Yeah. So, how do you judge? Yes or no? I think I'll have to add that on my playlist. For <laughs> there sure. you go. Very good. I recommend searching out, uh, yeah, other songs by him. Or, yeah. And he has yeah. just risen from the grave. <laughs> a real Don Quixote of the. Yeah. Don of the Coyote. Yeah, Don of the Coyote. A, I've always been a long time fan. Just because if you listen to the birds when you're young, like, like I yeah. did, like the ones that weren't, the standout tracks that weren't, covers of Bob Dylan songs in the early yeah. albums were like these beautiful Gene Clark songs and like I said like she don't care yeah. about time stuff like that it's yeah well worth uh, searching out cool. Gene Clark so, on Spotify or so wherever you like to music so was that the fourth song uh, so far? 
I, I guess. Do I don't know. One more. Do I count? Maybe one more. <laughs> Do I count? <laughs> All I'm asking is because your mom. Wants oh, okay. To, you know, I just yeah. want to make sure if we have to call your mom again. Sure. Okay. Sure. Make sure your mom's. I haven't right. heard a vibration in my. Means your mom doesn't love you anymore. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. That that's, does happen sometimes. That does happen. <laughs> so before we start the next song, I just want to say uh, it's tragic that your mom doesn't love her anymore. It is tragic that your mom. Do you have any songs love. about that? My mom doesn't love me anymore. <laughs> Well, she did send me a kissy face emoji. So oh, she does love you. Oh, it's all fine. It's all fine. And you said Americans couldn't feel real love, Dave. I did say that. Although I am an American, it would be really weird of me to say that. But for some reason, as a self-hating American, I did say that. You're right. And I just want to say before the next song, yep. poor Judy Sill. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not poor. Our next artist, Judy Sill. A one, oh, oh, J.S. A wonderful singer-songwriter. <laughs> Who had like the most terrible tragic life? Oh. Most terrible tragic life. She um she had a a bad like a bad, kind of bad upbringing. Like her her mom and dad divorced when she was young, and then she she her mom remarried this guy, and of course that sort of thing where he, the stepfather situation. She didn't get along with him, so she left home very young. She possibly married her boyfriend. They for sure uh, became criminals. They she mm. they did like they would rob banks or rob gas stations, and rob stores mm. and things like that. And do drugs. And then she was caught for that. She went to juvenile detention and she stayed there for a while. She actually learned to play the piano while she was staying in juvie. Wow. And then she got out and then she, uh, met another guy and then, uh, they became heroin addicts. Yeah. And then she became a prostitute and, uh, scammer and stuff like that, doing check forgery and stuff like that. A check kiter, as they say. And then, um, then she once again went to jail again. And while she was in jail, she played the organ there for the church, for the chapel in the, in the jail. And while she was in jail, she swore that she was going to leave and she was going to become a singer songwriter and she's going to get a career as a singer songwriter. So she left and she became friends with the turtles oh, with, okay. uh, you know, like Mark Volman and Howard yeah. Kalin and, and Jim Pons and those guys. And, uh, they, they hired her as a staff songwriter for the, to get, so she could have some money. So, yeah. so she wrote some songs. They recorded one of her songs, a song called Lady, Lady O, Lady Dash O, was the, the Turtles final single, uh, before they broke up. It's a, and it's a beautiful song. And it's on her first, first album, just called Judy Sill. Uh, unfortunately, from her, her first album was released and it didn't really sell very well. Once again, David Geffen is in the story. First, he signed to Asylum Records. Mm -hmm. And, uh, then she did a, another one, a beautiful album called Heart Food. Uh, and she just, which she did all the arrangements for, and it's just a wonderful album. There's pictures of her conducting the orchestra and stuff, so you're like, ah, oh, good for you, Judy. And then, uh, unfortunately, she was dropped from the label because that album wasn't successful, and her life kind of went downhill for there. She became addicted to uh, drugs again, and she did try and record a third album, but it, she just got as far as doing demos for it, and then it fell apart. And unfortunately, she died of a drug overdose when she was uh, in the th 1979. And, uh, yeah. And if, when she died, she was, it was, went unremarked. Like no one knew who she was by that point in her, in her career. And, and so, yeah, but, but she did two beautiful albums, Judy Sill and Heart Food. And, uh, I wish I could play The Donor, which is my favorite song by her, but it mm -hmm. does not mention a sword, so I can't play it. <laughs> what, what is in that song? What's it about? The Donor? Yeah. Uh, it's kind of relates. I don't know. The Donor is a reference to Christ. Okay. She wasn't religious per se, but she liked to have religious imagery in her songs. Yeah. So let, her let songs are full of kind of. Uh, ask for Christ's songs. Okay, go ahead. 
Oh, I'd love to do that. <laughs> uh, Are there any Cosmic Christ songs? <laughs> Maybe that's my... <laughs> cosmic Christ. Well, we did have a cartoon called A Cosmic Christmas, so oh, that does combine those two things together. Cosmic Christmas. I don't know. That's right. yeah. I like, they I have some know. songs in that, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> Who knows? Okay. So this song is called uh, The Lamb Ran Away With The Crown by Judy Sill from her album Judy Sill. Oh, and just wanted a little story about yeah. Judy Sill's album. Is this about Jesus? Yeah, is this? Yeah, also... Uh, could be. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> uh, I had two kind of religious songs that you saw it in the okay. imagery, so I, I left the other one off, which was uh, the Mountain Goat song, Hebrews 1140. But I like that song a lot, but I preferred this song in the end, okay. so I kept the song. Yeah. I didn't want to go to seven songs. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, okay, the first Judy Sill album, I was going to to my psychologist in Langley one day and I was early for the appointment so I yeah. wandered over to Valley Village as I would like to do and went through the records thing and I found the first Judy Sill album which is the first time I had ever heard it. I knew about her because I knew the the turtle song Lady O and so I always knew who Judy yeah. Sill was and so I always wanted to hear her and I found this record and I was like so happy to find it and I bought it of course and I took it to the appointment showed it to my psychologist yeah. he was really impressed by it of course he knew who Judy Sill <laughs> was and he was like good for you Dave no. Uh, but then a week later, the, the You don't need any more treatment. Get out of that's here. That's right. That's, that's, all the, that's all you need. That's, that's a week later, a, a week later, the Valley Village burned down. So I was so happy that I'd wow. gone in that day and found it there. I have a feeling that it was probably wasn't like super well known by local Langleyites yeah. and it might have still been in there and been lost forever. Wow. But I found that one. But then later on, uh, Rhino put out, uh, and through their like, they're kind of like boutique handmade label. Yeah. They put out the and then and the next week you came into your uh, psychologist and just saying, "Hey, the Valley Village uh, burned down. I am so glad." I got this record out before it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, Dave, Dave. You do need treatment. <laughs> Sit down, Dave. You do need treatment. <laughs> Let's talk through this. So we're gonna play uh, Judy Sills' "The Lamb Ran Away" with Very the good. Crown. Here we go. But I died once I heard a serpent remark. If you try to evoke the spark, you can fly through the dark with the red midnight raven to rule the battleground. So I drew my sword and got ready, but the lamb ran away with the crown. So I drew my sword and got ready, but the Liar. He made me glow with a strange desire And I rode on the fire With a blue sacred opal to bless the battleground But I turned to see its reflection And the lamb ran away with the crown But I turned to see its reflection screamed and wailed and I cursed out loud and I sailed through the clouds on ten crested cardinals to guard my battleground but I laughed so hard I cried 
You notice I've gone completely away from heavy metal rock element of sword songs. <laughs> yeah. Looking for something like that was... a good divergence from yeah. what I think would be an easy... <laughs> yes, there path, you go, yeah. yeah. Well and I love her music because it feels like it's this yeah. hard-won wisdom that she's giving you about... Yeah. Like in this song, about wisdom, like the idea of of how you attain things. And so this thing is you attain things through the sword. Yeah. But... The you know, but yeah. she drew a sword, but already the lamb, and I think that refers to Christ, obviously, yeah. has already won the crown. Has already won wisdom yeah. through a different way. Didn't he? Didn't need a sword. I yeah. I really like her, and like I say, she wasn't a religious person. Yeah. Like she, you know, I think she was quasi religious or had liked yeah. religious imagery or had like elements of it. Yeah. Um, kind of like the mountain goats. That guy is. I yeah. don't think he's a religious person, but he did an album, you know, writing songs based entirely around biblical yeah. verses, which which is. Uh, which is where Hebrews 1140 comes from. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think uh, Judy Sill. Poor Judy Sill. Yeah. But poor a wonderful Judy singer. Wonderful now, singer. Now, David, do you have one more poor so-and-so? Or are we, uh, what are yes. we at? We got one more? I had to include one more song from my absolutely favorite album of last year. Okay. Which is an album this called... This was uh, the, chip, the Chipmunks, and it was... Uh, <laughs> what was it? What was it? Like Road Chip? The Chipmunks on Road Chip, was it? Yes. Okay. That was the one. That was my favorite. I was trying to confuse. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was from Chipwrecked yeah. or Road Chip. Yeah, road, road. What is road chip? What is that? What road is chip. Is they go on a road trip. Oh, they went on a road trip. Chipwreck is where they get stranded. Sorry. I believe with the lady chipmunks. That seemed like a better go-to, but road chip. The, the, the female chipmunks have a name. Are they the chipettes or some such, or the chipnicks or the chipolitas? I believe they do have a name, but I would not be the person who would know. Mm, well, that was the only reason we had you on. Yeah, it's too bad you couldn't give it. I watched it as a kid, but yeah, I I'm trying to remember, them. like, when you were 16, you were nothing yeah. but talking about chipmunks, and we thought, like, well, you know, finally we'll be able to like, have some closure on that, and apparently the years have changed you. All right, fair enough. Yep. Strange how... Poor chipmunks. Five years later. <laughs> Poor chipmunks. Five Always being later. yelled at by Dave. What? What a, oh, Dave. That Dave. Not me, yeah. Dave. Different Dave. Alvin! Of the many Dave. David Seville. Yep. Of the Dave Really franchise. named Ross Bagdasarian. You You're can, a fraud, Dave! You can see that. Well, he just, You're it's better to run. sell. It's easier to sell records as David Seville than Ross Bagdasarian. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an unfortunate thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, this album was uh, by the unfortunately named Richard Dawson. Oh. He's, a, he's kind of a, a weird folk singer from England. And he put out this fantastic album last year called Peasant. And I can't play my favorite song. Once again, I can't play my favorite song from this album, which is called Ogre. But I recommend you listen to it because it's like your, your, you, when I first heard it, I thought, is this music from the weirdest stage musical ever made? Is this what I'm hearing? But it's a wonderful song. It's so good. But this song is also great. And I gotta say, uh, maybe it's, it's hard to pierce the, what I like about it, but I just, I love this album you so like much. You like what you like. I like what I like. This was my probably my top album of 2017. Very good. Uh, no one's asked for that. No one asked for five of my favorite songs from last year, but whatever. Oh. Let's uh, let's listen to uh, Richard Dawson's song. Four days. Now this song is. <laughs> <laughs> so this album it takes place in an imaginary kingdom. Oh. It's somewhere in like sort of a, sort of a medieval. I think of it as like the middle like a Middle Ages sort of a sure. place. Yeah. I couldn't have guessed from the title. The Peasant, track title. Yeah. Yeah. Ogre and- yeah, yeah. And that you just dressed up like a wizard to play them. That's right. <laughs> and, and then you rolled no, a 20-sided die. I bought the wizard costume last year, yeah. and I've been waiting for a chance to use it. Yeah, it's my favorite album. Ask it. me about the costume so I can play this album. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, the beard's just right over there. <laughs> that's right. I have the beard. I'll put oh, the beard on later. It's oh, a little itchy, and it makes a lot of no- noises on yeah. mic. 
but so I do do a D show. <laughs> so on the album, it's sung from a different point of view. So each song is about a different oh. person. So ogre is about an ogre, and then there's soldier, there's scientist, there's all these different yeah. points right. of view throughout. So this the album. is about Shrek. So this is not ogre. This song is called Soldier. Oh, sorry about that. So as I said, I cannot play Ogre, which is my favorite song, but it does not mention sword in it, so I could not shoehorn it into this thing. Okay. But that's fine. This song but, I could shoehorn in. But that song in. is about Shrek. Okay. This song, <laughs> I can shoehorn into it. Here we go. The rolling field 
vow to never draw another blade. Betrothed without delay, pack the horse and ride away. Find some better place where we might raise a family. My heart is full of hope. I am tired and I am afraid. My heart is full of hope. Best album of last year, in my opinion, obviously. There you go. This came out last year. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a. It doesn't sound like it came out last year, right? <laughs> At all. No, no. He really kind of digs back into different traditions. Uh, like when I listen to him, I'm like, oh, that sounds a little like Michael yeah. Hurley. Oh, there's a bit of the Incredible String Band in there. Yeah. Oh, there's a little bit of you know. So it's uh, a little bit now. But he has bit his bit own, then. yeah, his own. He has his own sort of sound, and he really lets. There's really a real vulnerability in his voice yeah. as well, and I really like that element of it. Like he's not, you know, he's not doesn't have that like. Gordon Lightfoot, for instance, who has that beautiful, you know, baritone, folk baritone that, you know, he has, his voice is very vulnerable and, and, uh, yeah, he has no problem kind of going there and going to really ugly places and then pulling it back. And, and there's a sudden moment of yeah. beauty. And it's, you know, like the lyrics are also kind of interesting too because they're really ugly in some ways. And then, and there's these little beautiful moments as well. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. Like in this song, I love how there's kind of these two shifts where like there will be this certain tone set and then there's uh, shifts here. And then it's yeah. kind of interesting to see kind of those two contrasting parts that together form. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently he had bought a gu- he decided he was going to become a musician. So he bought a guitar and started to learn to play it. And it got broken. And it, so it was repaired and it never yeah. sounded the same again. But he loves it so much the way it sounds now that that's what he plays. And he, sure. he does those weird kind of note clusters where he did like this kind of almost strangely plucked there's symbolism to that yeah yeah yeah. for sure (laughs) yeah it's really he's a really uh beautiful uh i really like that album a lot uh hooray for damaged instruments i recommend it (laughs) both human and uh not of of course i bought the cd but i'm sure it's available in less pleasant ways to own music whatever they are nowadays Uh, just having a hobo sing it to you? Eh, yeah, that's fine. Pay probably him, sound the pay same. Him, pay him a quarter? It would sound very similar. <laughs> yeah, maybe a quarter is not the... <laughs> and I'm talking old-timey, old-timey yeah, old yeah. hobo. Old time. oh, um, old-timey. Oh, okay, so a quarter is like a million dollars. Oh, yeah, I'm talking to the oh, past. Okay. Okay, I'm okay. using my time machine here. So there you go, Hayden. <laughs> there you go. I gave you a bunch of sword songs, and none of them involved Vulcan's hammers. I, and what was or, Hayden's uh, sword song that they suggested? Oh, he didn't... He just said Hammerfall was the yeah. name. I think that's a band, oh, right. though. I think that's, that's a band. Is it? Yeah, it's a band. I'm trying to remember what the album name is. If they're thinking of a specific album, but they probably aren't. They just mentioned the band. Yeah. Okay. There's a really. You, Sorry. See, you're making me. You're, make, you're reminding me of this <laughs> little. To... <laughs> you're reminding me of a vine that I, I loved uh, that my daughter showed me, and it was yeah. like this boy, and he's like. He's filming his sister in yeah. the car, and they're obviously listening to, listening to their dad's yeah. music. Yeah. And this is like this, like straight ahead, like yeah. you know, black metal kind of stuff. Yeah. And she's just like singing along, like happily, like. She's just singing along like a little girl with it. And then he's like filming, and then he turns it to himself, and he's got this big frown, and he just shakes his head at the camera, like, nope. That's the end of it, you know. He's wrong. 
it was fun. <laughs> oh, bless. Maybe laugh. Yeah, so, Hammerfall is very enjoyable if you ever need to like just. Very good, Hammerfall. Rock out something. Yeah. There's uh, our recommendation. I'm not a person who ever needs to yeah. rock out. So, Fair uh, I'm gonna Never. play my song, the very final thing. Yeah, that's gonna be the last. Uh, last thing, be the last thing. thing we play. So we'll do that. Well, instead of having the final theme song, we'll, we'll have do our we'll, we'll do have our Ian's, here. Ian's yeah. mathematical mind. Um. Listen, it's been great having you here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, come by anytime that you're by, and uh, love to have you visit. Uh, and uh, is there anything else you want to say to our listeners before we uh, skid out? Thank you guys for listening to Sneaky Dragon. It's there. such a blast to be here. Yeah, it's just been such <laughs> a great having you. Thanks, James. Those, so, those, um, those one or two people are so jealous now. Yeah. It's like, oh, where the can I go on? You, you can. Well, you here's, can. A, here's the here's come the, right to us yeah. and visit us. If that's... nothing else, you can be part of our question show, which is coming. Oh, up. that's true. Uh, we're looking exactly. for questions for our th- uh, what what episode three fifty three hundred fiftieth episode three hundred fifty. And so, ask us yeah. questions. We'll go on for a long time. Uh, we'll answer anything that we're we'll legally on. allowed to answer. We'll go on for as long as you want us to. Yeah. And as long as you don't want them to. Yeah. Pretty, wait a <laughs> minute. What kind of bullshit is this? I never in my wildest dreams of Americans used to be so nice before the troubles. That's right. Um, White spot is out. Uh, listen, if you want, though, to contact us to send us stuff, well, uh, let me tell you how to do that. Go to uh, sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. That is sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. That's our email. Go to sneakydragon.com, the webpage, and uh, post something in our message boards. Go to our Twitter, sneaky underscore dragon, on the Twitter, and uh, Tumblr, uh, sneakydragon.tumblr. That's another way to do it. Uh, we love to hear from you, and uh, you can say anything to us you want. Uh, talk about the show. Uh, suggest a song for Dave to, uh, or a theme for Dave to play songs about. Do such things. Yes. I think that's about it. Yeah. Or you can, and let us know your favorite sort of songs, too. Right. Oh, and by the way, uh, Dave and I have a book called Sparks. It's out in your local uh, no, 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 bookstore. And, you uh, and, it's you a, and Nina have a book called Sparks it is that a, I helped you with. No, that's bullshit. Dave is, uh, <laughs> look in the credits, Dave's there. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, go check that out about two cats in a robot uh, dog suit. They uh, save the fun. world. It's a lot Very of fun. cute. Good fun. Had by some my uh, my friend my friend from uh, one of one of my workmates I should say his uh, got it for a son to read and then he yeah. unfortunately he sent me a video but it was a, it was a Snapchat so of course it's lost to the ages uh-huh. but it, his son thanking us for oh, that's very for sweet. writing the book we've and had saying, a lot of pictures of kids enjoying yeah. it or reading it to yeah. their siblings and it's been a delight reading yeah. to their dogs as well has been very very he fun. said I hope there'll be another one well uh, <laughs> there there are you asking me that as a question in what? an interview format Ian yes will yes there yeah be yeah. A song about Matthew did of the show. Yes, there will. And oh. here it comes. <laughs> this song is called uh, Mandelbrot Set. It is by uh, Jonathan Colton. Uh, I have two versions of this song on my uh, iPhone. I like it so much. Uh, this is from the album Joko Looks Back. By the way, uh, Jonathan Colton has an amazing cruise that he does with a lot of comedians and comic book okay. folks that one oh. day I hope to be on. Nice. Let's see if uh, playing this song uh, helps me with that. <laughs> uh, this is uh, the reason I'm playing it again. It's got fractals in it. And...
equipped to face those demons down They saw that infinite complexity Could be described by simple rules Used his giant brain and turned the game around Fractal, and you're just in time to save the day.